Hey, welcome to Bonehead Weekly. I'm Joe Lewis. We haven't done an episode. Th- well, actually, they haven't seen one in two weeks, but I don't think we've done one in three. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, in well. Three or four. I mean. But we've actually, so just just real quick, we've actually been together a couple of times over the break. We, we actually hung out and didn't work on Bonehead. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I forgot it turns what that out- was like. It turns out that was a terrible idea. We should work. Oh, yeah, I was being I was being schmaltzy, fuck stick. I was actually going to be like, oh, that was that was fun. Yeah, we used to have fun before we turned it into a fucking pastime. Yeah, yeah we watched. We we had this, and then we watched, and then before that, we watched Skidoo together. That's and about it. <laughs> yeah, we didn't do anything for that. Although Skidoo way better that's in, way that's in better my, that's than in, what i may have saw in the theater that's, that's actually probably my top three or four uh, that is my best of 2021 the 1970s release of skidoo is it 70s or 60s it's is it it's 60s it maybe like 60s yeah 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 because yeah, oh yeah that's right yeah it's 60s the 1960s because and by the way skidoo skidoo bonehead listeners don't if you if you're interested in anything that we talk about today, we're starting off with Skadoo. It is free to watch on YouTube. There yeah. is an amazing copy on YouTube. Watch it for all the insanity that it is. Yeah. For how did the movie ever get effing made? I don't yeah. know why I said fuck earlier, then went to effing and then said fuck. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I do have. I, by the way, in an all sincerity, we actually and I forgot to tell you too. But on, before we end, there is a uh, listener, a longtime listener out there who shares our stuff, Marianne Farley. Um, she's had a rough go at it. We just want you to know that we appreciate you. We thank you for everything you've done for us, uh, for being a friend. Thanks, and I know it's a tough time. So just think, just know that the boneheads are thinking of you. Also, and we Ma- have a friend who's a little sick too. So and, and Don knows who he is. If you're listening to us to ease your set, your 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 whatever's going on in your life, I am so sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. You've you're now experiencing two tragedies, Mary. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Have you you thought about putting on some blues albums? It would probably do you better than us. No, but she. I think you have more sympathy that you're listening to us. She's she's a friend from Scarefest and Comic Con's always a supporter of us, gentlemen. And she's she's had a rough go of it. I'll tell you later about it. But anyway, just wanted to give her a shout, Marianne. Yeah, she she is uh, she's uh, and I hope you kick Ginger right in the nuts. It's a Gilligan reference. So I see what we did there. Back to yeah, that's right. That's right, people. Ginger was a hermaphrodite. They just never covered it. And John Stith really, I hope actually they had to cover it all the time. Is it scabies? It's mouth scabies, throat scabies, throat scabies. Right, James? You said I had a few years ago. It kept popping up on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, that sounds. James has no clue. He is drunk as I say a lot of things. That all the dirty jokes are either me or all the shit jokes or poop jokes or Chad, and that's actually normally accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't know about James's alcoholism. I try to, I try to play it uh, down a little bit, and I, I probably should own this. Um, Much like uh, figures such as Foster Brooks, uh, I hide it well. (laughs) four people got that four Four. look up foster brooks kid it's a it's a good it's a it's a good good thing that our show skews old now and by old i mean post 28 
<laughs> I thought you were going to say by old, I mean cemetery. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and and by the way, that if you're watching the YouTube video, that isn't Mountain Dew. James is drinking. It's absinthe uh, laced with antifreeze, just so y'all know. <laughs> I was going to make a long, obscure joke about Twilight Zone and us being on the other end of that cable in the, in the cemetery. And that's, <laughs> that's who's talking to the kid you or the old woman, you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're on the phone line talking well, I to thought it was, but I thought it was my dead husband. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's back to what we were saying. 2021, gentlemen, Chad and I were talking about this before James popped on. And I had the hardest time with this because... Quite frankly, I saw a lot of horror films because of Scarefest and the weekly thing I do for them. But as far as movies, I feel I've lacked more this year than I did last year because there's shit that came out this year that was supposed to come out last year and I still missed it. And I got to be honest with you, because uh, Joe and I and Joe and I talked to this for James is on. I did not have that problem. This is like the first year. I want to say since 2018, where I had a good solid list of movies and TV shows that I enjoyed that made me happy. I mean, last year was rough. Uh, I think if you go back and listen to our year in review episode, it was rough just to get through that one. Uh, but I really get pleasantly. It. Was it rough to get through you doing it or them? Yeah, listen me to getting it? through it because I just, okay. I couldn't, I could not find anything that entertained. I was having a hard time. And then um, as you, as we start today, uh, it's 2021 started off with a bang for me. Uh, and it, uh, I just kept, there's been a few where I, I knew it, I wanted to see it, and I was really surprised. But most of the stuff I found, I, 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 I stumbled into, and it was great. Um, so, yeah, I had a, in terms of entertainment value this year, I had a great, I had some great well, times. Before we go further, though, we are in 2022. And I, I thought, I thought as we're now facing 2022, now we'll end the show by talking about what we're looking forward to it, it for, yeah, looking forward to. Told you about the alcoholism, folks. Now, listen here, Mr. Crash. I mean, the antifreeze uh, gives him the stutters, Chad. um, (laughs) Or is it the absinthe? um, No, he's been here the whole time. Absinthe (laughs) just makes the heart grow fonder. Oh, Uh, but but I thought since we're in 2022, we're going to end the show with things that we are looking forward to. But to begin the show, here's some things that we should dread. Movies that took place in 2022 uh, that are warnings. Uh, Soylent Green is going to happen this year, so we better get ready to eat people. Uh, uh, did you started? Yeah, I was going to say, did you see that KFC is coming out with the old, uh, the what is it called? The whatever the vegetarian nugget is, Impossible what, Nuggets or Impossible whatever. Nuggets. Yeah, so it's impossible because it's it's human ass meat, people. I mm. I will only eat it if they name it the impossible in in honor of ralph wiggum um me fell english that's impossible the hayes brothers who most people know for you know the conjuring uh their movie the dark side of the moon takes place in 2022 okay um the tomorrow war which came out last year i think takes place in 2020 i watched i watched the first 10 minutes of it i never finished it but I couldn't make myself even turn it on. (laughs) Most importantly to us, because we ain't going to survive it, between eating people and this is the year of the purge, gentlemen. The the first purge movie was set in 2022. Uh, That was was early last year, people. (laughs) But we don't have to worry about that because we're going to an island with Ray Liotta. That's right. (gasps) No escape is set in 2022. Can Lance Henriksen be my buddy on the island? 
Lance Henderson, mm-hmm. I'm hoping we're going to see pop oh, up in a millennium. Fuck that. Project. I want Ernie Hudson. I don't know. Kevin J. O'Connell's also in that picture. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, finally, perhaps. Most, that was a good film. No, it's perhaps, not. Uh, I don't really remember it being a good movie. I'm going to drive over there and stab you in the neck. I love that movie. <laughs> Ray Liotta should not be a leading Geostorm. man. No. Dean Devlin's Geostorm takes place this year as well. So between eating people, the planet trying to kill us, being stuck on an island with Ray Liotta, and having the purge. This is what we have to look forward to if movies have prepared us for anything for the year 2020. And by the way, we three are gainfully employed middle-aged men. I think movies have at least done something for us. Yeah. yeah. I don't but, know what it is. Um, I mean... I'm not going to do that much self-reflection today. I yeah. could, but none of it would end well. Mm-mm. No. So let's get started. Can I go start first? Because it's one we've already, we spent a two-parter, which by the way, you guys were not huge fans of the two-part Ghostbuster series we did. I thought that'd be slightly higher in the rating. Did it, did it get any dislikes though? No, no, so it's still it's, not as so, bad as you. So Vincent Price is more hated than the Ghostbusters. Yeah, and that's Vincent a Price. shame. He was in biblical epics and horror films. You all should be ashamed. So the most fun I had ashamed. At, at the theater, at an actual proper cinema, there's a, was Ghostbusters Afterlife. That was the most fun I had. Yeah, I mean, it's on my list, yeah. But no, I'm telling, I'm straight up, as far as actual, this was a great experience was Ghostbusters Afterlife. What was better? That you had fun going to a movie to see. Well, that was the first time I'd been into a theater in over almost two years. So, oh, yeah. well, shit on you, Chad. I'd been to a couple. <laughs> I went and saw yeah, now, Kong I versus... Say, yeah, now, I went and see a few, and I went and saw the green... Yeah, but... I, the, I'm closer to Chad here. Uh, I, now, right before, I did go see... No, I, uh, uh, let's see. I went and saw... Um, I've only seen about three movies in... Four, four, four movies in theater since the pandemic began. Um well, then maybe yes, we should but, talk about that. We saw spot. We all three saw Spider Man together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yep. We didn't see Those it together, two. but we all saw Ghostbusters. I saw the Green Knight. Um, and then Kong versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus Kong. I saw that in the theater. You literally named the only two movies I saw in the theater this year. Yeah, I was gonna say. I, now, I've oh, there's seen... one more. Oh, I watched that third Conjuring with Brandon Griffith, and I can't. I don't know if it was the date or the movie, but they were both boring. You think Brandon <laughs> listens to us? No, uh, no, no. I don't think so. Either. I'm amazed. Anybody? No. Uh, I saw. Uh, I saw he Spider-Man. was told to listen to when I called him uh, Rick Moranis's and Rosie O'Donnell's baby, and that's the only time I think he's ever listened to. Me. And it's accurate. It's accurate. <laughs> I saw the, that Spider-Man picture. Uh, I saw Ghostbusters. I saw the Bond film. I'm basically reliving my childhood in the '80s here. Yeah. With Spider plus Spider-Man. What was the, the fourth one? Um, let's see, Ghostbusters. Uh, Spider-Man, Bond. Is that really all I saw? Maybe that's the only three. Oh, I missed one. I took my kid to an early matinee and we saw the Paw Patrol movie. I completely forgot about that. That made but then you didn't list, realize, right? and then you didn't realize that it was on Paramount Plus. <laughs> no, no, I take it back. But I actually yep. don't have too many regrets about that, Chad. He had a blast, sat there the whole yeah. time. We had a good time. He he did better for Paw Patrol and Ghostbusters than he did. Spot. And that was my that was my experience with Ghostbusters. And we talked about this in the in the, the Ghostbusters episode, so I won't get into it. But yeah, going to the theater for the first time and taking my my seven year old and watching her be amazed as I'm being amazed with Ghostbusters too, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, and it was on my list, but. 
Uh, I actually was one of y'all were going to bring it up, so it's not even. Well, I, I knew so. we'd all bring it up. That, it's that's yeah. why I started with that was the most fun I had. Well, I was yeah. gonna say, and, and that, that by the way, Joe, you asked what the fourth film was. It was Ghostbusters again. I took my kids to see it, so I've seen Ghostbusters. Well, I saw it three times. Four, but four I was just films. The movies. No, no, I was, that, those Ghostbusters twice is my fourth film. I'm gonna I would have saw it four it. times with you and your family if my kid wouldn't be an asshole that morning. Well, he takes after his father. Well, that's right. And if I find that son of a bitch, <laughs> I'd, I'd make the it. old joke, but the old joke doesn't talk to me anymore. So no, I'm hashtagging I, him too. No, no, no. I, I think it's Phil Tippett now. We're going to blame this it's all Phil on Tippett's Phil Tippett. My, is the real father of my son. So Doesn't that wrangle was, dinosaurs nor children. I wanted to start out with that because it truly was the most fun I had at the theater. It's an extremely flawed movie that, like Chad said, we already discussed in the other one, but it was it was made for us. So, gentlemen, who wants to go next? Uh, James, you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Because mine's going to be quick because we talked about this in uh, – my my uh, other than Ghostbusters, the other movie that I had the most fun with, um, and I've mentioned this in two pre, I've mentioned this in a previous episode. I mentioned this on the uh, short that we did with our friends at Good Movie Monday. Nobody um, was one of the most fun I've had watching a movie in a long time. Uh, so, before, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no go I, ahead. I bought it. Yeah, so I had watched it? it. I just went and bought. <laughs> so I went to go. I hadn't watched it. No, I did. I bought it before I watched it. So you both loved it. And I went to rent it at Redbox and it said, or buy. I was like, what's well, Blu-ray? How do you buy a movie at Redbox? It was like three or $4 worth every penny. They just, it just puts it out in one of those cases. Gentlemen, have either one of you done it? No. They just give it to you in the regular Redbox case and you bring it home and you just keep it. You don't bring it back. Watched it that night. And, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. And that's all it is. You don't go I into it expecting. the hell out of it. It really is. I mean, Bob Odenkirk, as a soup, as an action star, you don't think it would work. It works. It not only that, the comedic timing, everything he did was just. And it works. The director was the director of Hardcore Henry, and I enjoyed, yeah. I enjoyed Nobody so much more. And this is one thing that pisses me off this year. So um, there was a few, uh, there was a list of best action sequences of this year. And number one was the bus scene from Shang-Chi. Yeah. Did I say that right? I don't know. I haven't watched it yet. I yeah, thought. Yeah, you ballpark, right? It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> what's, what's, the, what's the exact title, James? Um, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Tin, the tin Ring. Yeah, okay. I just want to make sure I had his name right. Yeah. I watched that. I thought it was one of the most boring scenes I'd seen in a while. The bus scene in Nobody overlaps that a hundred times. It, it, it far exceeds that. And there was no special effects in that. That was literally just two guys beating the shit out of each other. They use computer effects, green screen on Shang-Chi. And it still didn't match up to the rawness that was the, the bus scene in Nobody. Yeah. I, um, did you watch the making of that? Did you watch it? Happen to watch it on the Blu-ray? I, I have not watched it yet. To be honest with you, I, I keep meaning to, and then I've uh, watched. Yeah, we, I've watched nobody three times. Well, but I haven't I, watched any special features. Right after the movie, I watched the making of that bus scene and the choreography, and it's it's it's. You're right. It's all there. It's in camera. Yeah, just and like most of the fantastic. Stuff and he gets yeah. the shit kicked out of him. He just and that's what's great about it. What action movies do you see where the act the, the star gets just fucking pounded and walks away? Even in John Wick, there's a little bit 
but nowhere near that much. I don't have as many Twitter followers as James does, but on Facebook, there's quite a few, and I belong to several groups, and most of them are film or TV or movie stuff. And one of person was going off about just how unbelievable Steve Odenkirk was, and I think they're insane. Did I say Bob Odenkirk? No, I I said it wrong. I said, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So how Bob Odenkirk? I, that's insane. Yeah, they're crazy. They have. No, are we living in the same reality? He was fantastic. He was. Mo- he was honestly, in my opinion, when you watch more of the Sylvester Stallone and Arnold, Sw- he was more. Re- he was more relatable and more believable than. Well, relatable. Of those. I'll give you relatable. I mean, and then you get his backstory, and then it's like, well, yeah, okay, so it's this B picture, in yeah. the sense of that it's you know it's a generic action movie, but I I I, I yeah. I'm I'm with you, Chad. I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was. Uh, now, James, did you see it? Nobody? I yeah. have not seen nobody yet. Okay, then I can't say anything more. No, go ahead. I, no, I, I don't want to, James, because there is an actor that appears that we all three love. It's Christopher Lloyd. Some, yeah, okay. It, some, when it premiered, he live-tweeted the from the, 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 the uh, like, they had a screening where it literally was him. You could, it was when it, when it went up first to rent digitally online. Yeah. And there was an option the first day it did it. It was literally uh, Christopher Lloyd. If I, I may be misremembering this, but he was basically it's Christopher Lloyd. You got to watch him live tweet what he thought of what he was watching on the screen. Yeah. I didn't do it, but I saw it advertised. So I, 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 I but his some of his scenes, James, are just Mwah. and I. You need to watch it if you need to borrow it. Borrow it from Joe. You can't have it. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I'm, I am actually going to, if you don't care about having the box, I'm going to highly recommend buying a movie from Redbox. Yeah. So, that, so that's Joe's 2021 best of. Buy it from Redbox. <laughs> Buy it from Redbox. Save so, you some coins there. I don't want to, so I'm not, I'm going to go ahead and leave it to James because I got a lot to talk about. So in terms of movies and TV wise, so I'm going to let James take over. James, what do you got, man? You know, really, and I was saying about this, I don't have a lot from movies because well, I, good, I then watched I'll tell the still yours. <laughs> I would say well, I, I watched a, a lot. Couple. I said it was hard, but I didn't say it was impossible. What? Well, that's the problem, though. A, my kids were still at home during the beginning of the year. Yep. And that was 24 7, 365. So there were things I couldn't watch. And so that really impacted. The one I will mention, and we've mentioned it before, so I don't want to drive it home, but it is something I can watch with the kids is Mitchell versus the Machine. That was I still good. think that. I still good. think that movie has a lot of heart, but it's it also better than not, it had any right to be. It doesn't pander to, oh, family will always come through. They're a messed up family. Like, I mean, they it's played for laughs, but there's not a lot of understanding. The father doesn't understand. And it does set up a good parallel from what I've experienced as, as a father, as, as a parent, in that, you know, this may come as a shock to you all, but I'm not an actor. Uh, I'm not good but at reading lines of dialogue it's funny um, because his 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 zoom was was slowing yeah, it, down it's pausing up it was and pausing he's, no i actually was pausing awful walk yeah. no james it was literally uh, pausing you were going you, yeah it was oh good no that's it was doing on top of that yeah. well we need to pretend that this was all playing and that we have brilliant editors anyway <sighs> um but uh you know my, my my eldest child does theater my youngest does karate and I know you want to envision me as a master of kung fu and and uh, a great thespian, but I'm not. 
And so it, it was nice to have a movie where it's where the family doesn't have a lot in common. You know, they don't share interests. They don't have, but they still pull together when they need to. And I think Mitchell versus Machine does that very well. So that is one movie I will give a shout out to. Uh, because honestly, had I not been locked in <laughs> and, and trapped with my children, it probably would have been one I rushed to see. But because it was offered streaming, uh, we discovered it quicker as a family, and we watched it quite a few times since then. So Mitchell vs. Machine, if you haven't seen it yet, you obviously can't hear us recommend it earlier, or you chose to ignore us, but you should check it out. <laughs> well, the two or three of mine, I mean, so I'll follow up with, I didn't know if I was going to go my action way, because there's an, another action movie that I enjoyed the hell out of this, this year, too. But I, I'll, I'll follow it up with the family one, too, that I would never have watched like James. I, I was with, you know, you have the kid. There's not a lot of places to go, and you're always looking for something to watch with the kids so that you can have family time. We often do family nights. So I've watched it too many times. But out of all the other movies, I liked it even better, even better, even though I think Mitchell's and the versus Machines was very well made. As I enjoyed the hell out of Luca, I have probably what he enjoys it. I know I'm living it through him, but it's so much better than all, than all the other things that they have dropped. Disney Plus has dropped all throughout the year for me. It's, it, Luca was my favorite one. Have you guys watched it? Yeah. Oh, I have several times. <laughs> oh, no, I'm I, sorry. You didn't like it? It was going to be on the disappointment list for me. <laughs> I, lo- yeah, I, I really I'm- like Luca. Well, here I, I'm. A, I, I, I it all works for me. Like Ray and the Last Dragon, I had a hard time sitting through that one. I, I had did, a hard time. I agree with you on that one. What was See, the other I, I was one? That just say, came I was. Out? I'm. I'm uh, Encanto. Encanto. I, Encanto was. It's. I like scenes in it. Watched it Christmas Day, but I. To me, it's an uneven film. Uh, well, I- so I'm, I see, I'm glad I'm somebody else split. agrees with me, but I I really liked it. I I, I not I mean it was I, one and it was one of those ones like you said. It was you're trying to find something with the kids, and all the family with me would just watch Luca, and we none of us could get into it. Haley a little bit, but it, it was with Haley. It will my daughter Haley. It will always be, you know, I want to watch it again and again and again, and she didn't do it. She only watched it once and then half of it again a later time. And then it just kind of dropped to the wayside. And I'm just like, I, I could never, I could never get into it. I was sitting there going, I, I, I just wasn't following along with the characters. Yeah. Well, I so say, Luke- I, I, and I'll split the difference between the two of you. Uh, we liked Luca. We watched it. We watched it twice. I mean, over the course of the time, uh, Ray and the last dragon. I liked a lot of it visually. Uh, my eldest is obsessed with dragons and things and right. so that that probably helped a little bit there um and i like the characterizations in ray and the last dragon i haven't got to see uh encanto yet my, now my, my my eldest went and saw that in the theater uh without me uh also went and saw west side story which is a nice uh parallel by the way because the movie she saw right before everything shut down was also a musical uh cats which I'm pretty sure actually caused COVID. I have no data to back that up, but let's just blame that on cats too. I'm sorry, James Corden, but you've got to take the fall for this. Uh, no, um, but anyway, I say all that to say, uh, yeah, Amelia loved Encanto and, and has watched it four times. I still not got to watch it. It's Every time- okay. It has some really good scenes in it. Some of the songs she, are really good. I'd but say I she, just- she really... Uh, she really likes the, the the one scene that I have got to see of Encanto, and it's literally because 
at me, screamed, hey, this is my favorite part. <laughs> so I was like, ah, okay, I'll sit down and watch it with you. Uh, and it's the scene where the older sister is talking about, you know, the strong one is having to, you know, mm-hmm. she feels like she can't let up, she can't. And the fact that that's my daughter's favorite song, I was like, oh, I got to pay for counsel. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, that being said, no, so I... He said that being said several times. Well, it literally falls in between everything because I actually, as far as me sitting down to watch it, uh, Luca is probably the best told story. There's characterization. Out of all the Disney stuff this year, yes. Uh, there's characterizations in Ray and the Last Dragon, though, that I loved. And I loved that some of what it showed, quite frankly, and there's going to be people that get mad at me saying this, but they probably don't watch our show. It's the Star Wars of the Disney animated. I mean, there's parts of it where I'm like, oh, it's Ray and the Last Dragon could be Ray and the Last Dragon. The scenes where she's riding the bug across the fields, the scene where I'm like, yeah, it's a, it's a little Star Wars. Yeah. Reuniting the empires, et cetera, et cetera. Who's next? So, uh, oh, I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, oh, no. I'm just moving along. We got a bunch of stuff to go through. Yeah. Do we? I don't. I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to go for my second favorite film of the year uh, Pig. I haven't got to see it yet. I, I know neither neither Joe. I really did it's on Hulu. I oh, really, as soon as I heard it, uh, which all I knew about it was Nicholas Cage is out for uh, for a revenge of the people who stole his truffle pig. Every, and I'm like, it is on uh, so many best of the year. It is so. on a lot of best of lists. When I was, and I didn't know that. Things. Yeah, and that's uh, I the, yeah. the I saw it on Glenn's uh, list, uh, and I'm like, oh, so me and Glenn uh, have that in common. That and nobody were both on his list. I didn't know that it. I knew it had a lot of word of mouth, but when I when I heard about it, I'm like, that had me right there. The the, the that that short little synopsis. Nicholas Cage is out for revenge for the people who stole his truffle pig. And it is so much more than that. And Nicholas, Nicholas Cage, I hope, will go down as one of the best actors of our generation. Simply He's because so misunderstood. He really is. He takes so many roles because either A, you know, it's the money thing, or he just really likes act. He likes doing his work. Either way, you know, you want to see it. And he does, he does it with pig and does very little. And that's what's amazing about Nicolas Cage. Hardly any dialogue for the majority of that movie. And he's uh, had so many movies coming out this year as well. I mean, Willie's Wonderland. Which will Um, be on my list of the- As well as mine. Disappointments of like, Uh, did you watch it, Chad? Oh, yeah. Oh, isn't it just a a waste of space? It's awful. Yeah. Also, I haven't got to see, I love Nicolas Cage. That is how much my children have driven me crazy. I have got to get away from my children so I can watch adult films. Nicholas Cage will appear. And on, then watch on, some Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas yeah. Cage will appear in this conversation three times for me. So if that tells, if that's any preview, keep watching so you can hear me mention Nicholas Cage again. Uh, but no, Pig, I, 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 because I don't want to. It it really is all the hype that it is getting. It is worth it. It is it is a bizarre film that goes into areas that you don't think it's going into just based on that synopsis. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it too much because these two gentlemen haven't seen it and I don't want to ruin it for them. Um, as I'll well as those, this week. as well as those audience members who uh, may have not have seen it. It is on Hulu. If you have a Hulu subscription, check it out. Um, but pig is amazing. It's way more than that one sentence synopsis, which is all I was hearing before this, before I actually got to see it. Oh, and did you guys watch Ron's gone wrong? No, I haven't watched it. Okay. I liked it a lot too. 
Uh, it's on. I keep trying to get the kids to watch it with me, and I'm. Uh, that I didn't even know it existed till it finally dropped on Disney Plus and HBO Max. Oh, I knew it existed. I just, I, I, I didn't hear anything about it. it I even had the toy from a Happy Meal. I had no idea what the hell that was. I missed yeah. it. That's how unplugged I was. I enjoyed it. Sorry, that's I, there, you were talking about family movies, and that would probably be my second, second or third of. Oh, that one was pretty good. I've only seen yeah. it once, but and, well, and don't I, get me wrong, it's not the best thing on earth, but it wasn't bad. I'm keep I, trying to convince the girls to watch, it, and they're like, "Hey, I want to watch this instead." So no, it's fun. You'll enjoy, there's a lot of humor for you. Good, yeah. which means poop jokes. <laughs> no, just just things that aren't necessarily going to make other folks laugh. Gotcha, yeah. <laughs> James. So, what about you? What so we poop got? and pee jokes, Chad. Yeah, and puke jokes. What's your next <laughs> one, James? Go. Yeah, like I said, I I didn't get to see a lot of movies this year. Uh, All right, various... fine. I'll take your spot. So yeah, what go we were going. I'm sorry, no, go. I seriously, I don't because I've got four more, so we can. I've going. got a couple more. I've got more television shows this year. I don't. Well, well, hold on, well, let's finish up the movies and we'll go to the TV. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I really liked a movie that that you can watch. I think it's on Hulu. It's directed by Joe Carnahan. I really like Boss Level. <laughs> but isn't Boss Level 2020? Is it? I, I didn't think see it until 2021. I'm pretty on. sure. No, it's on a list. Hold on. Yeah, but so, a lot of those uh, lists if it is 2021, I would have put it on my list as well because damn boss level was 2021 fun. Hulu. Yeah. I thought it was 2020. I was gonna I didn't put it on my list because boss of that. level is a lot of fun. It, it really, is it is so many other movies that you've seen before. Yeah, but it's just done really well. And Frank uh Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo is fun in it. It's he's it's perfectly fun. cast. Mel Gibson's perfectly cast. Yeah, uh, Will Sasso as his yep. henchman. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, Joe and uh, James, I don't know how James feels about this or not, uh, but Joe and I both agree that a Joe, any Joe car- car- They're all good. They're, they're, all at, good. Least, yeah. they're at least watchable. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I and agree. I was so disappointed when we didn't get the Daredevil movie that he wanted to make. Yeah, it was the 70s one, right? It was yeah. The 70s grime, well, like Mean Street's version of Daredevil. Yeah, so yeah, I would have loved to have seen it. It, it basically the plot of it folks and you can find it on hulu uh so, several of these movies that we're on talk about you can find on streaming is that it's a groundhog day action film he dies he's getting murdered every day in he's the most glorious people. fashions possible yeah, in every wonderful glorious thing and it also it has one of the new dodge challengers convertible which by the way you can't buy because i was that was actually what i thought about i've been talking about in my head and every once in a while out loud of I am 43 years old and I'm getting close to having a midlife. I need to buy this vehicle to drive around just to prove that I'm, I don't know, whatever cliche. If I could, I would buy a Dodge Challenger Challenger convertible, but you actually, that's expensive. You have to buy one, take it to this place. I forgot where it was and they custom make those for that movie. So just an FYI. Wow. I know that's only interesting to the three or four people out there that are into cars. So uh, for me, uh, this is one going to be the one that Joe doesn't agree with me on. We've had a conversation about this already, uh, but I really enjoyed Suicide Squad this year. I like scenes in it. You like scenes in it, yes. I like but, scenes in it, but it was not. No, it didn't. Yeah, Joe it. has a problem with some of this. I'm not meaning to talk for you, but Joe had some problem. And and by the way, uh, Mick, I hope you're listening to this, and I hope you call Joe and chew his ass out <laughs> for how much uh, Suicide Squad and how entertaining it is. The, I will agree with Joe that there are scenes that don't fit into the overall movie, but the humor and the action and the story 
pulled me in enough to where I was able to forgive it for those certain scenes. But again, that's what happens when you give James Gunn full control. I love the first 15 or 20 minutes. I am one. Another criticism I have of it is, is that, and I was telling Chad this the other night, I was like, and I agreed with him. The whole, really, it's a combination of, of Guardians of the Galaxy and the other movie that he did that I love called Slither. Mm-hmm. And the third act is Slither. It really is. I mean, there is, it's a lot of Slither. And I, I guess, I mean, if you're going to rip off yourself, rip off yourself. But I, it just, to me, it was Slither and, and, and Guardians uh, of the Galaxy. And, and also, too, I felt like he, he kind of tapped into a little bit of the Avengers. If you, if you watch some, if you do a comparison of the first Avengers to yeah. that the, the final scene of uh of that movie there is but again i was able to forgive it because i actually was able to sit down and watch it and laugh. i love the opening the first 15 or 20 minutes is just yeah. fantastic Id- idris elba who will also appear in this list real fairly shortly again he he was great in the movie and uh and the scene with he and his daughter in the prisons hilarious yeah, I just think it's it, an, there's just scenes in it just that are. Un- and I agree, there are scenes that that, that don't. Even. And I agree with Joe that didn't need to be there. Yeah. Um. So that's my that's my third one. Uh, Joe, do you want to go? For Another my really probably this will be my last movie, and I'll, I'll let Chad take over because okay. there's several other films I saw that I liked, but eh, is the Green Nine, and it's another movie I saw in the theater, and it just one of those movies that spoke to me. It it itself is not the best movie probably made this year even close it's slightly uneven in a certain there's a sequence that i don't want to give too much away that involves a, a fairly famous actor towards the third act that I, it's probably unnecessary but the movie spoke to me in a way that i hadn't really experienced in either since midsummer or or hereditary but in this one it was just i got it like other people going well what the hell sense does that mean and it didn't do that to me does that make sense to you too i was like this is about a dude dude make go ahead how does it compare to the sean connery (laughs) i already told you (laughs) we did this on the other one anyway it's a it's a dude telling the story about what it is to be an adult or be a man for lack of a better phrase it's like about acceptance and and we're what are you willing to do and what are you willing not to do and and taking responsibility for yourself at least that's what i read into it now one of you all watch it and come back and tell me that i'm an asshole and then tell me what's wrong with the movie but I mean, but, but the Green Knight is kind of, I mean, it's an Arthurian legend, right? I mean, it is. Yeah, well, it's into, been a long, it's, you know, it's, it's extremely old story. Yeah, that's what and I'm saying. It's it's like Beowulf in some way. It's it not is like exactly Beowulf, like Beowulf in like the sense Beowulf. of we don't know. It's like anonymous, right? I, do we yeah, know who yeah. wrote the Green Knight? I can't, I don't know off the top of my hey, head. Well, it's been adapted. And, and that's the thing. It's been adapted. Like it was Murray Abraham. I um, think it was. Uh, Kingsley. Uh, so, <laughs> and like an old story it doesn't necessarily make a whole hell of a lot of sense because these stories were written thousands of years literally thousands of years before we are our culture where you can make giant jumps for example there are stories that worked for 1930s audiences that don't necessarily work for us now right gentlemen no no what and it's the same thing and and you're trying to build it I, I don't know. I well, I, I, I going back to perspective of it. Going back to Beowulf, I mean, that's one of the things that Beowulf has changed over time. And you can find the different texts because it was an oral tradition, right? And you can tell when they Christianized it, for lack yeah. of a better term, when Christianity popped up, and they were like, "Oh, we've got to build that into Beowulf." And so you can tell by because these were oral traditions; they were passed on 
verbally. So of course you're going to change it to suit the audience, so to speak, right? And so, but no, I, I I just think that's and the reason I wanted to say that is it does make me kind of wonder what other oral traditions, those ancient stories, for lack of a better term, are still wandering out there to be adapted. So yeah, Chad, what else you got? Okay, um, so I love westerns. Um, and you know, I had, I didn't get into westerns honestly till I was in my early twenty, uh, you know, or late teens, I should say, like seventeen, eighteen. And then um, you saw Posse, and it was over. Everything you know, was westerns. James, it actually is going to tie into this pick. I know what it was. I, I, yeah, I, I, I knew what, what he was going to say too. Yeah. Uh, the harder they fall. Is it good? I enjoyed it quite a bit. I okay. really did. It, I know. It, I know one of the listeners of our show enjoyed it, and it's on it my hurts. list to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, just had, it. And it's it's just one of those of finding two hours. Yeah, I, I and I didn't have two hours. I actually uh, this is one of those uh, movies I got to watch where I work out uh, on my lunch break. So I got you know forty minutes here, forty minutes there. I was able to complete it, uh, and man, I enjoyed it. It uh, the cast alone: Jonathan Majors, Idris Elba um Zazie beats i know i'm pronounced i'm butchering her name uh regina king uh and then one of my favorite guys of of late lakeith stanfield uh is still one of my favorite actors since uh you know sorry to bother you uh but yeah it's a, all the characters in the movie were real people in the old west now they didn't live live these lives it's not it is not biographical in the slightest it's actually, deadwood it's deadwood yeah. these people existed and we're going to we're going to flesh them out. We're going to add things to them. And and, and that's where the movie starts. There's actually a graphic saying this uh, something about uh, this is uh, th- this is a story uh, something along the lines. This story is fiction, but and it, it does each one. But these people existed mm-hmm. because these are African Americans in the old west who have been largely forgotten simply because they were African Americans. Well. Um, and I- and if I remember correctly, I saw I saw an infographic once. And oh, and Delroy was, Lindo's in it, by the way. I forgot. I, I, as I'm as we're talking, I just I'm like, how could I forget Delroy Lindo, one of the best actors of, uh, out there. Period. I saw a graphic once though, and and it would make sense that a third of what we consider cowboys were African American, and you're absolutely right; they've been removed from history. Yeah, it's all about the white guys because yeah. we're in that country, and I'm not going to get into that right now. <laughs> the country for old men. They yeah. don't have any. There's country, no country, country for, old, for men. old men. But all right, I, I, but yeah, every person in this movie did a solid performance, and I highly recommend it. Um, I've got two more if you don't mind me. No, going, no. Going. Can I just? I'll throw in yeah. one, and you go with your last two. Yeah. This is not a whole movie, so I okay. told you I had to watch a lot of horror films. Uh, there's just two scenes out of this that I highly recommend. You have to watch the movie to get any of it. But two scenes out of Malignant are worth watching. Malignant. Yes, <laughs> Malignant was Malignant was the old, other one I almost mentioned. And absolutely right, Joe. That's why I didn't mention it. Was I was like, well, God, there's scenes in it I love. Right. Yeah. It in the Zoe Bell and the fight scene in the, in the jail that yep. then goes into the police of them. It is bad shit, not to be mad. It, it is so much fun. James Wan, if, when he just, and I guess that's the reason why Aquaman didn't necessarily work for me. It's just, it's not as bad shit as some of his other movies. If you just let him unhinge, right? Yeah. Like no, I was gonna say, and that's if you just let him unhinge. It's just because that movie has, 
it's hard for me to recommend too because it's such a ripoff of basket case and some other movies but if you've never seen basket case i can imagine you went what the fuck (laughs) you have no idea what's happening you're like son of a bitch i would have screamed it out if i didn't know what basket case was wouldn't you and honestly but at the same time i still go son of a bitch when the jail scene happened when the jail scene happens and and zoe bell is what the fuck (laughs) it's right it's so much fun and i i wish i wish the ending you know what past the bad acting because that there's some bad acting in that movie past some of the dialogue the ending bothered me the ending was not dark it had too much of a little sunshine ending bow on it for the rest of that movie but i tell you it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it i enjoyed it more than i did kong versus godzilla yeah as far as just batshit nuts because that scene with what the fuck if you had never seen basket case and if you're listening to this now going what's basket case watch malignant <laughs> then go watch, and then watch basket, basket, basket case. case yeah because you're going to say what the fuck chat <laughs> all right so uh we'll be talking about this in the tv i didn't find a lot of good comedies this year in terms of movies but there was one movie where i solidly and I have a hard time with this lately. Other than Ghostbusters Afterlife, there was a couple of times, but where I solidly laugh, like real laugh. It's been a long time. Um, but Barb and Star go to the Vista Del Mar. I haven't seen it. May, it was on a lot of lists. I have not uh, seen it yet. It, man, I could not stop laughing. It was just one crazy scene after another. And, and Kristen Wiig, and I'm sorry, I'm going to butcher her name, Annie Mamolo. Um, who's a longtime partner with Kristen Wiig in terms of writing. Uh, just everything comes out of left field out of that movie. Like, it's just, it's these, it's these two, uh, you know, basically hermits. They, they live in their, they live in their, Is they it live streaming? together. It's streaming on Hulu. Okay. Um, but it's these, these two ladies who do not get out of their small town um, at all. They're shut-ins, basically. Um, they have their own little life but then they just said you know we need to get out of this let's go on vacation and they go to vista del mar in florida and then some of the most batshit crazy stuff happens that you wouldn't i I don't even want to give it away okay but um yeah it's a solid it's a solid comedy guys and Kristen wig i i love Kristen wig i know i don't know how you all feel about her 50 50 i you know there's some things uh she's extremely talented if yeah. she's cast right i i find that a lot of times i don't think she's cast right right well she and and this is her casting herself so don't um, you all think though there's there yeah there are some stuff that she's in that like the I, ghostbusters I, re, like the ghostbusters reboot i just don't but yeah and works. and that's one one i don't agree with you on because I, I actually didn't have a problem with her in that movie um but no uh barb and star go to vista del mar i, I don't want to go too much into it because i want you guys to watch it um and then get back to me Okay. A lot of solid laughs. I just loved it. Um, and then my final movie uh, for this year, because um, uh, I saw a movie uh, from South Korea that I really enjoyed, Space Sweepers. I saw it on a list, but I'd never heard of it. Uh, it's on Netflix. Um, it's it's a Netflix exclusive. But yeah, it's it's all about these. Uh, it's it all takes place in space. It's kind of uh, similar to Firefly in that all these people are in space. They're basically junkers. They 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 are all competing junkers, uh, spaceship people, uh, competing for huge piles of junk that they can sell. And there's just this one spaceship, and then they run into a. They're they're doing they're looking for a, a, a score, 
and they run into something that changes all their lives. Um, and they get, they go on this adventure trying to protect this one thing, this, uh, treasure that they find. Hold on. Let me be this asshole. Do I have to read it? Yes. Yeah, well, no, they do have the dubbed version, but I, I, I highly recommend the subtitle version. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hold on. Let I, me be this, let me be this, this guy. Is it the event horizon? Is that what they find? Is no. Isla Sam Neil there? Is he going to oh. tell me that where we're going, we don't need to see? There is a villain in the movie that uh, the villain in the movie is somebody you don't see coming. So yeah, it's it's kind of funny. The villain's English. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but, I, it, so it's a Star list, Wars. Chad. It's on lists. Is it, so man? Yeah, so it was, I was on a couple of lists. I saw, it, but I I I'd never seen it. Well, I see. So I, I didn't make any list. I figured I figured Pig and nobody would be on people's list, and probably Suicide Squad. I didn't think the last three would be on anybody's list. I was like, well. No, I'd never, I don't, the Barb and Star thing I've heard of, but I, I, if you'd have told me Kristen Wiig was in, I would have already forgotten. Yeah. Barb and Star go to the Vista. That alone, the title alone, people is worth going. What the hell is this? <laughs> All right. So that's our movies list for 2021. What do we got for TV guys? Oh, this I, is tough. Go chains. I've got uh, yeah. one. And if it, this is on anybody else's list, I'll be shocked. But when I sat down to think about what really kept me going. And I'm going to tell you, if you pick mine off your list here, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to come over there and punch you. Now, well, if I do, I'm sorry, because this is one that actually meant something to me. And so 2021 did not start well uh, for several different reasons for me personally. Um, I'm sorry. I tried my best. And you, you failed. would have... If you just would have popped out of the cake like you were supposed to, <laughs> instead of not being in the cake, anyway, um, it was warm and tasty in there. <laughs> He's not talking about the talking cake. about the cake. <laughs> anyway, um, I no, was going to make his mom's that actually vagina. Meant a lot to me, and went back and watched it again, and it shouldn't be entertaining as it is. And as like I said, I, I assume it's not on anybody's list but mine. But I really enjoyed Pretend It's a City. Nope. Um, I don't now, even know I enjoyed what enjoyed it is. though, but but Christy I, was thoroughly bored. Now I loved it, and like I said I went back and rewatched it, and it's it's sort of like I think what it boils down to is, uh, so I, and I'm gonna tie it back to something y'all know I was gonna mention. Harlan Olsen moved out to the West Coast and said he never wanted to live in New York again. I'm pretty sure Fran Lebowitz is almost an east coast version of Harlan Ellison. she's pretty close yeah and and watching her have a conversation with martin scorsese and her just walk through the city and her just grab honestly it was really comforting for me with everything else that was going on with all the challenges and so it's really weird it's i mean i'm gonna check this out guys i i i, I had to look it up just now to, i was like oh, oh you I enjoy it, Chad. it yeah. it's pretty much martin scorsese being a big new yorker and Fran Lebowitz, who is a New York author, yeah. and they 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 engage each other. I mean, that's really they care about each other. I guess they have a friendship, but they sit down and have. I mean, there's scenes of it where they're just sitting in a restaurant talking. Yeah, well, they, scenes, he she talks and he laughs. They made a whole yeah. Saturday Night Live sketch of it that I had I hadn't actually watched the show, and then I watched the show going, oh, that was the reason why that could have been funny. Well, and I didn't really see that yet. I didn't see that sketch, but I mean, it's, it's, there's a lot of respect and what's really funny about it was after this came out, I was like, I probably, I, I've read a couple things by Fran Lebowitz, but I'm like, I should read more. And I started to research Fran Lebowitz and it made me think even more of Harlan Nelson because somebody made the comment, 
now for more famous for not publishing things that were supposed to be published, which was something else Harlan Ellison got known for as well, uh, particularly uh, uh, the third dangerous vision. But anyway, I love authors. We've been fortunate to have some authors on our show in 2021. I love talking to authors and just to see Martin Scorsese, who is a name to conjure with. I mean, the scenes where they're walking around a model New York City mm-hmm. and she's making, you know, and, and talking about how much she hates tourists and why she never goes to Times Square and all this stuff. It's just, I don't know why. But if you haven't seen it, if you like listening to authors talk, or if you just like having, watching interesting people have conversations, or if you like grumpy old men, I don't know, whatever it is, it's a lot, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was comfort food for me. It was a comfort food for me. It's, it was done. How many episodes is it, Joe? Do you know? Off the top of oh, your head? it's only six or seven or eight. I mean, it's, it's, it, you could honestly, and they're about 30 minutes a piece. There's seven yeah. episodes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I said six, seven or eight. So there you go. There's only, <laughs> Somewhere between one and a billion. Billion. That's all there is. I. I. I mean. I. It. I. I enjoyed. There's. There's a really good episode where she's talking about uh, buying an apartment and how she's never. Well, you know, I bought when you weren't supposed to. I never buy when I was supposed to. No. No. You should have bought a year ago. It's always a year ago. I don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. If you like curmudgeon, she's an old curmudgeon, and that James is right. Uh, no, and, and the title comes from Pretend It's a City comes from uh, Scorsese says something about well dealing with tourists and everything mm-hmm. and her response is I like to walk up behind or she doesn't say I like to walk up. she goes what gets me is they stop and they're looking at their phone or a map or all that stuff and they block the walkway and I just want to walk up behind them and scream pretend it's a city get out of the way yeah and that's pretty much it. I mean, and and so, like I said, I don't know why, but it is one of the shows that stuck with me the most uh, uh, in, that premiered in 2021. I, there were some shows I could talk about that second or third seasons came out in 2021, but as far as something that premiered in 2021, Pretend It's a City, I loved. I, Who's I up next? Me um, I'll, I'll go. Um, so I'm, I'm struggling with which one to list uh, as my favorite. But uh, I'm going to assume one of y'all is going to bring up the other one. So I'm just going to mention this one because it's, it's kind of, uh, un, it, honestly, I think it's kind of unknown. It's premiered on Amazon Prime, Prime Video. Frank of Ireland. No idea. It's only six episodes. Uh, it is the entire Gleason family, Brian, Dominal, and, and uh, Brendan. Yeah, the main star is the lesser known Brian Gleason. Uh, the show was actually created by Brian and Domhnall. Domhnall, how do you say his name? Domhnall Gleason. Domhnall Gleason. Okay. Um, I have no they, fucking clue, Chad. That's close oh, enough. Well, they created Big Daddy it. D. Uh, Big Daddy it, D. And it is a bizarre film. A, a bizarre pe- And it, it's one of those shows that made me laugh. Uh, Brian uh, is just this loser, uh, 32-year-old guy who lives with his mom. He has aspirations to be a musician, and he's fucking terrible at it. <laughs> And it's all about him uh, abusing his best friend who looks nothing like him <laughs> played by Dom, uh, Dom Hanal. God damn. I'm going to stop saying his name. Cause I feel like I'm butchering it. Played um, by other Gleason boy. The, the guy from Peter rabbit. <laughs> Jackie. Gleason's That's what you pull out. Jackie Gleason's nephew. See, I'm what's, the great, what's the great. Uh, is it about time? Is that the time travel? About movie? time. Yeah. Oh man. That's such a damn good film. Or star uh, Wars, but keep going. 
Uh, no. <laughs> well, people are going to know that. Over a billion people saw that. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it's just him pulling his his best friend into uh, into his crazy hijinks, and then there's a little twist in the in the middle, and it's only six episodes. Um, I highly recommend it. It really is funny. It's just it's it's just crazy. It's and it's nonstop. And by the way, they're speaking English, but sometimes you have to turn on the subtitles because it is really fast Irish. Like uh, so uh, highly recommend it. Frank of Ireland. What do you got? I man, I have a hard time because there was two that I really enjoyed, but I'm going to pick one of them, even though the last episode was just so stupid and, and stupid in the sense of no character would have made that decision. You just needed to end the series. Midnight Mass. Oh, yeah, I, I agree. Midnight Mass was so good, although it, it should be called and in, in, a, a friend of the show and friend of ours. Laurel Hightower, the, the renowned writer now, uh, who is a friend, you know, she called it the midnight monologues, and that's accurate, too. It's extremely accurate. We're going to start here with a medium shot, and we're going to slowly go in while you tell us all this exposition. Then we're going to go over to the other side, and we're going to start here with a medium shot, and then the character on the other side of the couch is going to give us all this exposition. Correct, gentlemen? Yeah, that's all it is, yeah. And a lot of it, but it works. It did. It's very. It's a vampire story. Not to give too much away, but I'll tell you that you figure it out in the first two or three episodes. And the only issue I have with it, the criticisms of, and a lot of people love it. Mick Garris said it was one of his favorite things he's seen in, in a decade. But one of the criticism I have is it is the final episode, and how they chose to wrap it up is so stupid. Because let's burn it down makes no logical sense agree gentlemen you agree with you that it makes no sense it makes no sense i like to think that's because they've heard me rant on this show about how i'd fight the blair witch that's right we're taking credit for it it. could be but it's the villains who burn it down i know it wasn't the blair witch you're not (laughs) saying the blair witch should blair witch should set the forest to fire you said you should set the forest yeah 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 because blair witch i agree with you that that ending was like and I and honestly, I see where where he was going with that, um, but I, I do believe that it was it was executed wrong. However, and by the way, yeah, if you haven't seen Midnight Mass and you're going to spoilers because I we, this is spoilers because you can't yeah, talk spoilers. about it without giving spoilers. One of the scenes that pulled that I just absolutely loved was the main villain. Yeah, and it's not the you know the main villain, the lady. Uh, she's down and she's accepted her fate that she's going to die. But at the very end, as it's can't coming up, it. she can't, can't do it. it. She just starts yeah. digging. It's brilliant. Just starts digging. I agree with you, Chad. Oh, it was. It was. I was like, I ne- it, it. I was. That was worth the build up to that. She scene. didn't just have a character. You hated that woman. You hated her, and she's. I'm like, oh, she's finally accepted her fate, and then, nope, you hate her, and then you're just in. I hate to say you're enjoying watching her burn. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tarantino, no one is better at to me. No one is better than Tarantino of giving characters comeuppance, especially yeah. their villains, to make the audience leave with, for lack of a better word, uh, phrase, happy ending. Yeah. Right? I mean, uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, uh, uh, all of these, the, these bad guys get it bad. Yeah. Right? And you right. just enjoy them being punished. And you're absolutely right, Chad. She can't. She doesn't have the character that the other characters have. Right. She can't do it. She can't do it like, uh, I don't know, like the preacher and his 
like every other person Plus in that every other person who accepts their fate yeah so, and, is- I, and and i give him balls for for basically killing everybody he doesn't yeah. give them an easy out and this is and the thing that causes it may have gotten away and the i can't feel my legs perfect yeah no it's it's fantastic i enjoyed it so much and it's just that little thing of they're vampires that can't be out in the sun, not giving to the thing away. So how are we going to get that done on this little island? It, in fact, they put it on islands pretty smart. But it's like, let's burn this down. It's like, hey, you're not going to do that. You've got to have yeah. a place later. And I yeah. and, and he tries to explain it by, you know, she wants them all to come to the church. And then she wants to exclude the ones, the main villain, like you're saying, yeah. whom she doesn't, who she doesn't think deserves this eternal life. Right. This blessing. But Midnight Mass was it was so well executed. A main character gets killed twice and shocked the fuck out of me both times. Yep. I agree. <laughs> I can never give a better compliment. That's the reason why I'm going with this over my second one. Is it that and and Chad, you're by the I completely 100 percent agree with you. I didn't even think about that. The, her death scene is amazing because yeah. you can't just do it. Yeah, uh, she just can't. She, she she's can't. she's trying it's to do it. She can't do well, it. And I, I think that works the so main well. character gets killed twice, shocked the fuck out of both times. I think that works so well for me, though, because that particular character is the holier-than-thou character, right? Yeah. yeah. The person yeah. who should She's be most assured that what's on the other side will but be. But in all fairness, and that's one of those tropes. Uh, you see it in The Mist and a, a few other it's films. A Stephen it's Stephen always- King. By the way, you wouldn't have been shocked if Stephen King wrote it. Right. Yeah. It's always the person Playing who's really. Yeah. Channeling Stephen King in yeah. Not Mask. Yeah, it's always the person who holds on to the religion the most. Yeah. Who is the suspicious the, one? The people <laughs> who we see, and not to get too political on here, the fuckers who wrap themselves in the flag is the one you need to run from. Yeah. yeah. The people who just are zealots. But, you know, Patton Oswald has that great, it, he does it as a comedy bit, but he says, you know, who do you really need to fear? And he's talking about people that have commentary on gay marriage. And so it's an older, one of his older things. But I think about it often because he goes, you know, do you really need to fear the person who goes, well, I don't mind if, you know, uh, gays get married. And, and that uses the wrong terminology, right? Right. Or do you need to fear the person that uses all the right words? Well, I think the LGBTQIA population deserves every right. But then follows that with, however, and then justifies the exact opposite of what they just said and i think about that pat Oswald bit quite a bit because it, it it strikes the same purpose right who do mm-hmm. we really need to worry about the people that mean well but can't say it the way we want to hear it or the people that can say what we want to hear but ain't really with us and that whole mini series is just the the road to hell is paved with good intentions yeah right he murders everyone on the island for the most part yeah 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 by having the best of intentions yeah james what do you got you know i i'm gonna bring one up and it's not that it was flawless but i liked it because it was faithful to its source i want to talk about invincible on amazon prime yeah uh if you've not seen invincible uh i'm gonna spoil it sorry Invincible, basically, imagine Superman, except Superman came to Earth years ago and has a kid and lives in the suburbs. and He's still being Superman, 
but he's waiting for his kid to get powers. And then one day his kid does. And that seems like, oh, it's going to be a heartwarming family comedy. No, it's not. <laughs> or a heartwarming family show. It is not. Um, so Invincible is about Invincible. Uh, he, he is the son of the big hero. And there's like a Justice League type organization. But I think about the second episode, that big hero that's like Superman kills the Justice League mm-hmm. brutally. Smashes her head in, beats the Batman character to death, does all this stuff. And he, of course, gets injured while he's doing it. And so while he's injured, his son, who now has power, pretty much takes over. What, even with me spoiling all of that, by the time you get to the end of the first season, the son and the father fight. And there are no punches pulled. He is disappointed in his son and he beats him almost to death. And it is a brutal, brutal thing to watch because. And now and you it, don't have to watch the show at all. Robert no, you Kirk. do. You really should because it also has a lot of commentary on it. Like there's there's a a a, a Green Lantern like group that sends somebody to patrol the planet. That's voiced by Seth Rogen. Rogen. Uh, it's it's just a really interesting take on the fact that we always have these again these tropes about oh you know well the superman type character is always going to be good he's always going to be and in this particular one he's more or less meant to be a colonizing force he's supposed to sum up the planet have a child see if the child will have powers and then wipe out everybody that needs wiped out and so i i I, the comic book's older do you know when invincible first started jed I really don't. I want to say, say it's it was, about a decade ago, right? Yeah, like yeah if not earlier. I want to say it was. It might have been the mid two thousands. But so. I really thought when Amazon said they were going to adapt it, and I was like, "Yes, I know this is the same Amazon that gives us the boys." But I thought they pulled some punches on it, and they did change a couple things, but not much. It ends brutally, and it, there it, it is everything. If you ever wanted to see. Like, no matter how aggravated I get at my children and how much they can disappoint me in certain ways, I, I literally can watch that and be like, no, I'm a, t- I'm a terrific father. <laughs> I am, oh, they have no idea how lucky they are. Um, so if you haven't seen Invincible, it is a superhero show. And if you like the boys, you definitely need to see Invincible um, because it plays with some of the same concepts in very different ways. But did you like Invincible, Chad? Did you I did. I did. I will be honest with you. There were there were episodes where I'm just like, oh my, that just I felt like nothing happened, um, yeah, and I got I got bored. But you know, it was all I building up. I think the first to two episodes and the last two episodes are your ones that really move. But you're right. There's there's some stuff in the middle that is is trying to build characters, and some of the characters I just don't necessarily care as much right. about. And and that being said, I really enjoyed it. So yeah, I'm not bashing it at all. It was really, it was just there was there was there was episodes where I'm just like, really, did that need to be there? It's just so much exposition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I really did enjoy it's it. It's not midnight mass level exposition, but it's yeah. There's a couple things, and there's the the the, the semi romance or. And I was right. It came out 2000. I was sort of right. It came out 2003. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been out for a long time. But the, the show is new in 2021. And if you never read the books, watch the show. If you did read the books, you've probably already seen the show. But check it out. Uh, the only other uh, one, I, did you all have any more other series? Or was oh, I have several. I to mention? Oh. You, you, yeah, if you want, you can go and or you want me to go and then that'll save me. Go ahead. Next. Okay, uh, my second favorite show of the year. It's on Hulu. 
only murders in the building. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I go haven't watched it yet. So go ahead. Tell me about go, it. No, Joe, you've got on my list to watch. It's just fun. Christy didn't it like it as much as I did. I, I, I just liked it. I mean, it's hard not to. It stars Steve Martin and, 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 and Martin Short, Martin Short and Selena Gomez. And by the way, I never knew, and I'm not knocking her. I just don't know her other than she's a pop star. And when I saw that she was going to be, in, I was like, but she's great in it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lot of fun. The villain I saw coming. Same here. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard not to. It's yeah. It's kind of. But some of the podcast jokes really, really hit home. And honestly, though, Steve Martin, who yeah. hasn't been in anything in years, he still got it. Oh, you, oh, you forget you, as fuck. You forget why you love. I, I, I'm a huge Steve Martin fan, and I've kind of forgotten what he can bring to something. And his comedic timing and a lot of the stuff that he pulls off. Is just I was rolling. I couldn't yeah, stop no, laughing. I he and Martin Short. It's it's hard not to watch it. And I'm telling you, the scenes where they have to have the meetings of the building people and yeah. they all hate each. It just works. It's it's. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I recommend it for anybody who's a fan of either one of them or Selena Gomez because she, she's fantastic in it. Yeah, and, I, and it's it's kind of serious. I it mean, is it's serious. A, it's a comedy, but it's serious. There are there is a murder. And well, it, and they the murderer may murder again and does try. And also, too, I mean, it goes into each character's personal and and Martin Short has got a is, pretty fucked up past. Yeah, it's pretty tragic. Steve Martin, his is tragic, but very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, but it's tragic. Yeah. And yeah, then we and, find out about Nathan Lane, who's also in the show. Who also Oh, God, I forgot past. Nathan. Yeah, yeah Nathan Lane. Yeah, uh, everybody in the show it just brought back all your favorites and they put them into a murder mystery and you would have never thought any of those would have been in that, in that scenario. And it was yeah, great. I enjoyed um, it. I, I enjoyed it. I, I, I actually rarely did not miss an episode the day after either the day it premiered or the day after. And uh, you know, for example, with my, my, my wife, very hard for, we have very differing taste. Uh, I, I cannot get her into anything that I enjoy, which is why a lot of my viewings, I have to stay up extra late to watch them because I have two small kids who can't watch any of the stuff that I like, and she can't get into it. Um, so the first few episodes, she's like, Chad, I have no interest in this. But towards the end, she was literally sitting there on the edge of her seat going, this is great. I'm like, now do you regret it's not? And she goes, no, I'm glad. I just, I, I waited till this, till it picked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, well, actually, I never had a problem. I liked it the whole time. But I, yeah, can, get, I, I can get where if you're not a big fan of those folks, it's like, when does the hell does this get to something else? Uh, see, I, and I, I, I get where that could be a problem time, with some people. But, you know, I, I'm just like, I just loved it. Yeah. Um, okay, so we I'll both agree. Um, so I'll, um, I'll go ahead and I'll jump right to another Hulu show um, that I did not think I was going to like, but the title alone made me watch it. And I, I, I marathoned all 10 episodes laughing the whole way. Hit Monkey. I was going to say Hit Monkey ties into one I was going to talk about. So go ahead, do Hit Monkey. So uh, Mar I'm assuming I know what James is going to talk about. So Hulu this year, Hulu had these big plans of releasing a lot of weird, off weird branded Marvel shows. I believe Howard Duck was going to be written by Kevin Smith. Um, and there was another said for those of you that are worried, and correct me if I'm wrong, because Hitmonkey may, may be in the cinematic Marvel universe, 
but I believe they're set in Marvel Universe 1126, whereas the cinematic universe is 626. I have no idea. I have not followed that much into those universes. Oh, so. I, have. <laughs> I, think Chris, I haven't could, watched it yet. Yeah, no, it, but uh, it, the simple truth is it's about a, it's about a monkey mm-hmm. who's, who's in, whose uh, clan is murdered and he seeks revenge. And yep. he is uh, guided by a, a spirit of a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the, spit, the, the, the hitman's voiced by Jason uh, Sudeikis. Uh, the monkey is voiced by, uh, I am going to butcher his name, Fred Tasca Corey. Uh, he's the voice of the Hulk. Uh-huh. Um, anything you see the Hulk uh, that isn't Mark Ruffalo, it's that guy. I am sorry. I am butchering his name. He's one of the best anim- uh, voice actors out there. I've never been able to pronounce his name. Long Italian name. Yeah. Uh, but no, Hit Monkey. Loved it. Uh, James. I want to talk about the other weird Marvel yeah. show that they did. Because anytime you can get Alan Tudyk, Bill Hader, Nathan Fillion, uh, John Hamm, uh, uh, the cast on this is great, and Patton Oswalt, of course, Modoc. Modoc on Hulu. It is set in an alternate universe. And actually, they did tie it back to the Modoc in the Marvel films. I'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But the it, it's about Modoc being a supervillain running aim the evil corporation but also having to deal with his wife and kids at home <laughs> and his wife and kids hate him they, they think he's kind of a loser because he does lose he loses all the time to the superheroes and he's doing all of this stuff and it's it's done in a robot chicken style design yeah it's produced by seth green yeah yeah it, but some of the line and it's tvma some of the lines in it, though are great and the cast is great and how it ties to the Marvel universe. There is a, um, uh, there was a produced by the same people. There was a four part miniseries called head games uh, that was published as a comic book, I believe Modoc head games. And it actually explains how this universe ties to the other one in, in the Marvel cinematic universe where Modoc was played by. Uh, oh shoot. Who played Modoc? Why can't I remember that? I honestly don't. In Iron Man 3? Yeah. yeah. I don't remember. Is Modoc anyway. in Iron Man 3? I don't remember him being. That's why I'm like, I'm kind of confused. Oh, uh, I didn't it, know he was in, in the movies. Anyway. Um, he played a normal gentleman, I think. He yeah, didn't, yeah. He wasn't the. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, the, the, that program to distract it so it won't take over more things and come back to life, so to speak, uh, is running a program called Jody, which is the name of one of, uh, of his wife. And it's, it's, it's a program that they run that gives him this false sense of reality. So in theory, the, the Hulu show is that false sense of reality that they're using to distract him. So the program doesn't spread anyway. Uh, like but Modoc, uh, sort of, I mean, kind of, yeah. uh, Modoc though, it's a comedy and it's, it's all about, it's a workplace comedy almost. It's just it deals with him, him dealing with. Wait, his- was Guy Pierce? That was no, no, no. Guy Pierce. No, he was the main villain. Because uh, Aldrich, Aldrich no, Killian. Killing I thought that uh, I thought Aldrich Killian was Tony Stark was his character. Doc hell, boys. Anyway, so I'm gonna go, ahead, James. While you're talking, I'll go ahead and talk about one of my. Yeah, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed. Uh, I believe it got mixed reviews, but I really enjoyed the Masters of the Universe Revelation series on on. Netflix. I did too. 
the Kevin Smith one, not the other. Yeah. Yeah, right, right. We just finished it up the other day. All three liked it. No one complained. I loved what he did in the first part. I'm sorry, Chad. I just don't have anything. No, go for it. I just enjoyed the hell out of it. I love the fact that those first six episodes or whatever it was took a total left turn. Mm -hmm. Different, and then I loved they came back to Skeletor in the last six. I just enjoyed. I liked Mark Hamill's Skeletor. I don't have one damn thing to say about that. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Thank you for reminding me because that's on no list. It, oh really i haven't seen it on shit but yeah I, I i yeah i mean i i do know that i'll ever revisit it and i loved what's her face lynn uh as a uh, evil lynn oh god great actress oh uh the girl from game of thrones yeah, and lena had dread yeah yeah she's just Ed, that that show's perfectly cast no i agree uh so i am a lifelong he-man masters of the universe fan always will be um, even though the cartoon's terrible, I will, I'll free to admit that the cartoon's terrible, but I still enjoy it. So, um, hearing the Kevin Smith, again, one of the people that I, I've, I look up to in terms of writing, <laughs> I never would have picked him to do it. Yeah. I would have never picked him to do it. Um, now granted he doesn't do a lot of the writing. It's basically, he's kind of producing it. Um, but man, I just enjoyed what they did with the story. Um, and again, Hamill as Skeletor was great. I was kind of, I was like, oh no, he's just going to do Joker. And he kind of did. Kind of, but it, it works. But it worked. Um, so yeah, I really, really enjoyed Masters of the Universe Revelations. And, and it the, gave everybody a backstory. It did. And I, yeah. And, and it turned and, interesting. And it, especially Orko. Yeah. Or, oh, that's, a good shot, point. that's a good point. Orko was one of those characters I could give a shit about even as a kid. I'm like, I, I, I found him annoying, but in this show, they actually gave him something. Uh, they turned him into Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. No, it works. James, did you watch it? I have not. No. <clears throat> I'm so sorry, boys. You should watch it with Silas. I think he would enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's I they they did the two, and the Kevin Smith one I barreled I just barreled through, and then when they brought out the I, we just watched it was just a month ago, right? The second season yeah. came out, and then the other one they did I couldn't make it past the first or second episode. And I loved what they did with the He-Man, you know, the whole mythos of, you know, well, he can call upon him without the sword. Yeah. And what it does to him. Oh, I was just like, oh, my God, this is a fake. I never would have saw that happening. So I it was just, just great. Kevin, he did a great job with it. Kevin Smith did a really good job. Yeah. yeah. James, do you, do you want me to keep going? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. I'm going to list my final favorite show of the year. And I had a lot, but I'm going to uh, Marvel. Uh, Joe, uh, we talked about this, too. In terms of Marvel's TV shows, all of them have been a bit of a letdown for me. I have found parts that I have enjoyed, but Hawkeye is the first one where I enjoyed it from the first episode all the way to the last. I I've could only not watched the first episode so far. Ch Chad, I'll, I'll jump in here real quick because Hawkeye was going to be one I was going to mention. Hawkeye uh, was enjoyable uh, to the level that my wife sat down and would watch three episodes in a row, which is extremely rare. Yeah, that my wife will do that with any show, and we watched, we marathoned Hawkeye. All, the entire family sat down and watched it, and, and loved it. And and you know, it's the same thing that happened with me. Um, my daughters, um, they love the Marvel films. Um, they couldn't get into my my oldest daughter. I haven't showed a lot to my youngest because she's she's still too young in my opinion. Uh, but my my oldest daughter, she couldn't get into any of them. Um, so I, I actually gave up. I, I watched Hawkeye by myself. I watched the first three episodes and then my daughter was staying up with me one night and 
I was like, well, the new episode's out. Do you want to watch this with me? And she watched it. I actually had to go back and rewatch every single one. And then she told my youngest about it. And my young, my youngest asked to watch it with us. And I was generally hesitant because she kind of is very scared to watch stuff like that. I had to rewatch all the first five episodes down and watch the final episode together so i actually ended up having to watch hawkeye a grand total of three times in the span of a month uh so <laughs> and, and um, i don't want to 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 well i guess i'll spoil two things at once but hey that's life um the other thing that th- there's a certain movie in in uh theaters right now that's getting a lot of credit for bringing back a certain character into a certain universe and Hawkeye does the exact same thing with an yeah. adjacent character and does it very, very well. Now, I've only smooth. watched the first one. Please don't give this one away. For me. I don't want to give it away. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to give this, anything away. This one, just let me... I, I, yeah. There's been an argument about the four-year-old and, and watching too much violence. So we will t- And I will leave it alone. But yeah, my daughters... And you know the cool thing about this one is my daughters, um, they've gotten into comic books with their dad. Um, and the first comic book when series. Come that, see them. I would say Phil Tippett introducing comic books. <laughs> they, We're getting sued. Uh, by Phil every yeah. other Tuesday weekend, Dad brings <laughs> comics and candy corn. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that one of the things that they got really enjoyed was the New Avengers because honestly, that is my favorite Avengers comic book was the New Avengers uh, that came out um, a while back. And they got tickled when some of the characters from the new Avengers started showing up and they're like, Oh, I know who that is. And we would talk about it. Yeah, it, it was the, a, it was the most fun I had watching a super, one of the, the Marvel superhero shows. And it was one of the most funs I had watching a show with my kids. So um, Hawkeye, yeah, well, I'll I'll end with say, Hawkeye. Now Hawkeye has great. And there's, there's, uh, I've got one other show I want to mention and it's not, and it premiered this year. I've got another one I'm hoping I'll talk about for 2022 at the end of it. It's linked to it. Um, however, it's a little bit too young for my kids. They still watch it, but it's not having the impact it would have had if they were about two years younger. I want to give a little bit of credit to Star Trek Prodigy. Uh, if anybody has watched Star Trek Prodigy, but me. I just haven't <laughs> been able to drag myself back into it. I can't well, connect. Well, and the thing is, they stopped showing up new episodes. They just—I don't know yeah, what happened doing, there. That, I, they're doing five, and then they took two months off. They're going to do five more, and then they're going to take three months off and do five. I—I I, I agree with that. That, especially for a kids show, that's odd space. Yeah, oh, it right. works. You can do it with Star Trek, the live action, but and they just and it's there's no like ease point. No, off no, like, it was. Oh, it just stops. I'm like, yep. what the hell? They're getting ready to leave the planet that's destroyed, that's literally trying to trap them. And it's like, okay, see you in five weeks. No, I agree. That is poorly done. However, I was thinking about it, and 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 I'm interested enough in it, even as an adult, um, because, A, the casting is great. The villains, I find, I mean, John Noble is a villain. Oh, yeah, John Noble. Attention. Yeah. Um, but I also find it interesting because it has done it, it is a show that's aimed for a younger set of eyes i mean really it's kind of what four to eight really is yeah sorry maybe 10 four to 10. and neither one of my kids got into it i'll, I'll be honest with you they neither well, one neither one enjoy it i don't think it's I, I think there's not enough of it yet i agree with you i think they shouldn't stop at five they should have marathon 10 
give me enough to get into it. But I think it has promise. It's not a mess yet for me. Right. We'll see. But I do like some of the things that they've done. I like the idea. And if you're, the reason it also works for me is if you're a Star Trek nerd and know all the obscure trivia, they have done just enough to give you little bits of stuff. Yeah. And I'll be uh, honest with you, I'll give anything a chance that has Jason Manzoukas in it. Well, so. I mean, you've got you've got a, a Medusin, which was from the original series as part of the cast. You've got, and I I think I give them some credit also. They freed themselves up by having it set in the Delta Quadrant and the Proto Star Engine and all that stuff. It's got enough to explore. Um, yeah. I, I I've enjoyed it. Um, it's not great. It, it's not there's not enough of it to know if it's going to be great. But I wanted to bring it up because. As far as things I can watch with, you know, I, I, I would have been ecstatic if that would have been available when my kids were about six and seven. I'll be honest. I would have been ecstatic if it was available the same time my kids were watching Star Wars Rebels because it fits right in there. My kids are a little bit older now. They love Discovery. We all watch Discovery together. I wish that would have been there. So I'm excited for other people that have kids that may be that age that can get into it. well does it pick up after the first because rebels i don't i don't know it seems like it, maybe it's because i'm a star wars person but i love star trek you all know i love star trek but i i just that first i don't know it seemed just a i don't i just didn't get the hook like chad was talking about no there's i mean there, there's the 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 thing i'm interested in again i think I agree 110 percent with Chad here, which is rare. Everybody marked this count day. Well, we've count. actually pretty much agreed with each other for the whole hour and 42 minutes we've been going at this. By the way, we probably but, speed up a little bit. But no, I, I think that it's one of the things that there's not enough to know yet. Like I think the father daughter dynamic is interesting. I think, but we just don't have enough of it yet. Uh, yeah. I think parts of it do pick up. I think that the the dreams and wishes when you get to the planet, which basically they find a planet that's sort of like uh, the one from the original series that shows you what it wants, except this planet preys on you. It wants you to stay and it's going to basically eat you. Mm -hmm. um, so it shows you what you want. And so, I, I mean, it's enough throwback stuff that I appreciate. I don't know if it's going to be great yet. There's not enough of it, but I want to at least mention it because it's a smarter kid show than we've seen in a long time. Yeah. I mean, probably since rebels, as far as if you want something you can watch as a family, that's also a kid show. I know, Joe, I know you're going to talk about how much you love to sit down and watch Paw Patrol and how you watch it all the time, even when Quint's not around. That's fine, Joe. I'm not judging you, you weirdo. But the point is... Now, it's I'm hard to like, beat Rebel. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's hard to beat Rebels as far as a lower kid friendly that the whole family could watch. It's Yeah, and, and so I'm just ecstatic that they're... That, that For at geekiness, least, yeah. At least Paramount's trying to get some of that back. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Rebels. And I love Star Trek but rebels no 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 great. well because the other ones weren't as good as rebels that's not the only yeah. one they did and yeah yeah no, bad, and no offense meant to bad batch which did come out in 2021 but it's I not as good it. as rebels and i enjoyed the bad batch but it's not yeah. as good as rebels. Yeah. it's just not rebels yeah so all right are we going to talk about the disappointments now yeah let's talk about the disappointments and lead into the worst all right so i know what you're going to say chad what am actually, i, I say? don't know i don't know what you're going to say but I'm going to talk about one. I'm going I don't to talk about my friends. That I don't and think, and, I, and, and by the way, we probably do need to speed it up a little bit, but the Many yeah. Saints of Newark. Uh, I am a huge Sopranos fan. I never, I could never make myself watch it. I, I was so either. excited to watch it. And don't get me wrong. 
hanging out with that movie for two hours was fun. So the movie doesn't suck. I want to tell you now, the movie doesn't suck. But it is like two episodes. It's an episode. In fact, in the middle of the movie, where somewhere in the middle, middle of the second act of, of a three-act structure, you can tell that it started kind of another episode. Does that make sense to you too? So I said, yeah. I thought maybe one of you might've seen it, but I'm such a huge Sopranos fan. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, but it's two episodes. So do I recommend it? If you're a Sopranos fan? Yes. Does it make sense to both of you? Yeah. If you just want to watch a movie? No, because I don't think it'll make any sense to anybody. And it's, it's because it, it's kind of like two prequel episodes put together. I just thought of, I thought, and, and there's some history in it, but I thought yeah, I, there would the be that, one that, of the riots in the 70s in the New York riots. Yeah, were, I appreciate that because it was almost a boardwalk empire. And I love boardwalk empire. And and so when I watched it, James, it, I, I did not. And, oh. and but what I, the reason I do want to watch it is because it uses historical events. It like does. Boardwalk empire did. And as a, as somebody that works and plays with the history a lot, that made me go, oh, I'm glad they're doing that. But that where that historical event you're talking about happens yeah. is midway through the movie. And when it's done, that's where the second episode picks up. Yeah. So gotcha. everyone in it is a great actor. There are no, and it's so funny watching or so much fun for people who love the Sopranos like myself to, to hang out. And I might actually watch it again, but for an overall movie, it's not the biggest disappointment. I was going to give that to Chad, but not I wonder which one you're talking about, but I, it, it's pretty damn. It's just two episodes, two really good episodes, but that's what it is. It's I don't know. I so, do so not. You don't it, necessarily... If it's fine on HBO Max, I'd have been pissed if I paid for a ticket. I was going to say, so so the, 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 the director of that uh, program, Alan uh, Taylor, and David Chase wrote it, was going David to Chase, direct yeah. it. But so he David didn't actually, Chase, Alan Taylor directed a lot of the episodes. I, I'm sorry, I think it was David Chase who who was for a while saying it should have been only released in theaters. He was mad as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, and so I, I, yeah. On this point, and I, he gave us maybe one of the best series of all time in The Sopranos. Definitely laid the groundwork for all this great streaming, this golden age of oh, television yeah. that we're in right now. That's you really should give David Chase credit for that. If you don't know who that is. I just, it's no, I'm watching on HBO max was fine. If I'd have paid for two movie tickets, I'd have been mad as hell. Chad, Joe. So I'm kind of, I want you to tell me what you think my pick is going to be. Cause I'm kind of curious. Cause I got two. Well, I don't know that just, it just, should. I, yeah. I don't know. I know we agree on it, but I don't know uh, if it's actually your biggest disappointment as much as I didn't think it's, I, it's not. A, and uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't have high expectations for it. And every expectation I had for it is exactly what the movie was. I watched from the trailers. Are we talking about the matrix? No. Which one are we talking about? Dude. Okay, good. There was one of those two. Dude. <laughs> those are my two. I, I, yeah. I had no Dune. expectations for the matrix. So Dune, yeah. Uh, Dune. And I'm going to talk about the Matrix too. Uh, I got to talk about, it. but yeah, uh, the Dune. Both of those were, were so Dune. I didn't have any expectations because I was not a fan of the David Lynch version. Um, I prefer I just, the Lynch version. I just wasn't. Uh, it too much. The the whole inner dialogue thing just bugged the shit out of me through the whole movie. I'm like, okay, can some of this be expressed hourly in into form of a dialogue? Does it all have to be internal? 
but no, um, but I had some anticipation because I love the director. We both do. I, I, he's never made a bad picture. And he's Dune's never, not a bad movie. It's not a bad one, but man, is it boring. It has some boring spots. I'll tell you the problem. Now, I got into an argument at a Christmas party before Omicron <laughs> happened two weeks ago. Um, and, and it wasn't an argument. It's a friend of mine. Well, he's a friend. He's a husband of a lady I work with. And he just was adamant that I missed the whole point because I didn't see it in IMAX. Oh, and yeah. I get what he's saying because I feel, and we've talked about this on this, there are movies that play, and he may be right. But I wish the movie had just been titled Beige because that's yeah. what it looked like to me. Everybody was and like, I'm look so at the trailers. And I was like, it's so beige. And what's so wonderful about the Lynch version, which is a terribly flawed movie, I do not recommend it. I'm just saying I would prefer the Lynch version because visually it was more interesting to me. In all fairness, if any to see movie it, is better made. But. And to see it in IMAX, what does that have to do with the fact that it's, Honestly, it's boring. It's there's parts in it that are gravity. This is it. so what I'll give them is is to see gravity or avatar on TV was not the same experience as was to see gravity and avatar on a big screen. Especially yeah, I, didn't get, I, I didn't get a headache watching avatar on the TV. <laughs> no, well, I didn't get a headache watching it on the big screen. And I and definitely but it turns gravity, out that's and it turns out the reason I got a headache is because I'm cockeyed, which is something that's going to be fixed this year. So, <laughs> so I, does that make, give us yeah. that. I'll give him that. Is yeah, that yeah. gravity watching it at home does not have the same effect as it did when I watched it on the big screen. And I honestly, I can't argue that because I did not get to see it. I had to watch it on the little T I had to watch it on a regular TV and I was disappointed in it. So I was like, Oh, Love this is gravity. when I should have watched it. Yeah. Um, but no, no dude, so, it's there just, may be part of that, but I, I'm with you. I think it's un, it's not compelling. And, and the I, only part, I, the only part I liked about it, real quick, James, is Bar is Baron Zarkonin. And, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know why he liked it. I, I just enjoyed him. Can I ask a question? Yeah, about like Dune, no one else. Dune as a movie. Yeah, I, I'm talking about taking Frank Herbert's work and adapting yeah. it to a movie. Do you think? That what Dune suffers from, because uh, and I haven't seen the episode yet, but evidently uh, one of the people on YouTube. Here's my paperback version. Yeah, right over yeah. Here on my show. Um, but uh, evidently the one of the re recent episodes of uh, the Book of Boba Fett plays a big credit to Dune. I haven't seen it yet. I, I saw the first it. one, but I um, but anyway, so yeah, the, the second one, the second one does, and I was kind of like, why are they doing that? But anyway, well, because George Lucas said he owes a lot to Dune. So it's an homage. Uh, that being said, hey, that it's on the nose. Do you think that's the problem? And what I mean by that is, we talked about this when we saw John Carter, John Carter of Mars. Yeah, that you know when John Carter the the stories came out, and there's some issues with how dated those stories are now. Anyway, but is that what we're seeing with Dude? Is that why it's really everybody hard to cherry make... picked it before you got to yeah. see it? Is that what yeah. You're yeah, because I watched it and I've I I just think he's trying to he's trying to stretch out this story and it's not Lord of the Rings. It's not I Actually, mean I mean bigger than Lord of the Rings, right? Well that well, I, mean, I mean it's the, the Dune franchise. Well Dune, in, in turn in terms of well hold on, let me rephrase what I'm saying here. Lord of the Lord of the Rings, that first step, that first movie. So it's very slow at the start, but then it picks up. Like, yeah. you know, about quarter, three quarters of the way through. When well, you agree, the first 10 minutes aren't slow at all. Well, yeah, but Dune, it doesn't have that 
the first the first dune doesn't have that transition it's just okay this is happening it's just stuff that's happening and i know he's trying to get all the story it's building up to something and it's eventually going to get there but man they they needed to put something else into that movie i, I so a lot of people were pissed and science fiction people come can kiss my ass <laughs> Gonna it, a lot me. of people were pissed about the cliffhanger in it. I, that didn't actually bother me. I knew that it wasn't going to tell the whole story. Right. Yeah, we knew. Time. Well, there's people on. I work with a guy who was kind of like, and, and he's a good friend. And he was like, I didn't know. It made me mad. And I guess if you didn't know, it would be pretty. So what the hell? I got to wait. Uh, and it and the, and the defense of Lord of the Rings trilogy, all of those, you know that there's a next one. But there's a little bit more of an ending than there is a dune that that final no, just knife it, scene is just, it does. That's what I'm saying. Close. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it's, it's a bad it, place to end it. Yeah. But yeah. I, the, I, I literally just had that question because I think it's a letdown. It is a letdown. I, I mean, watched, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't, this is my only review I can give dune. I started it and uh, I didn't finish it before it was time. <laughs> well, I had because to watch. I, I I made it probably three quarters of the way through, and then something happened. My I had to help my kid, and not even Rebecca Ferguson could save it. Oh, but I'm I, such a I, crush on Rebecca. Ferguson. As do I. <laughs> but I, I uh, everybody in it's good. It's just that's yeah. what I mean. It's just it's is it because it's been cherry picked, like John Carter was. That is not just, a bad I'm, movie. No, I love I own John Carter. It's just not. I have it on, I have it on Blu-ray. Right, or overly good, and it should have been called Princess of Mars. It should have been called Princess of Mars. Right. Well, I have it on Blu-ray, yeah. and I've showed it to my kids. I said, we wouldn't have the science fiction we have today had this story not been written. Chad's right, we need, to, we need to wrap this one up. I, just real one. quick, I am going to talk about The Matrix, because I, I do want to talk about The Matrix. It's, it, That's I, don't want to call it, I don't want to call it a disappointment, but at the same time, I went in with nothing, because let's face it, the, out of the three movies, there's been one really good one. The two, the other two were, yeah. yeah so we sense. went into that, and at the same time, I'm like, a lot of, the, I this I don't normally go and look at reviews. I really don't. I I, I've, I I don't want to, but all I kept seeing was either you like it or you hate it, and that's one of those things where I have a problem with sometimes because I'm like, yeah, you can sort of like it and sort of hate it, and that's where I came in with the Matrix. I'm like, it's not bad. But it's not something I'm ever going to go back and rewatch. It's kind of the TV movie version of a Matrix, and yeah. that, and and back to Chad at James's point, I actually think it's more true for the Matrix Revolutions than it is doing. That's a movie that got cherry picked with so many other movies that were talking about meta things. I mean, even before Scream that they finally start talking about in the matrix about the matrix games and james if you haven't watched it i'm not giving too much away no no were they commenting on what what is real what isn't uh, i feel like there's other movies that have done it better and that it's been cherry-picked and by the time that this if they did matrix revolution maybe 10 years ago it would have been more of an impact whereas now it's like i've kind of seen a lot of these ideas in other movies it's resurrections right matrix resurrections or whatever it is yeah Chad, does that make what do you all what yeah do you no think? i agree if it was yeah it just it, did, it didn't I, I, mean, I think i think keanu actually gives a better performance than he does in the first three yeah and and she probably does too i just don't it didn't I, I watched it. It did nothing for care. me. And then it's so, a lot. Of, it, it's a lot of exposition. Yeah. So it's the thirteenth floor of Matrix film. 
it kind of is i mean it's yeah. a lot of them talking and explaining things and then there's an action sequence but the, that really but doesn't that, make any sense and but the, at the same time that happens a lot in the next that happens a lot in the last two matrix films too there's like like the the, the whole scene with the medavici in Ma- in the second matrix film um god i couldn't take i still can't take that scene and and on and they keep and they refer back to a lot of the other two movies as they go and and yeah. and in the movie it's a game um it's just it's not awful but i can't yeah. recommend it i, I can't. wouldn't recommend it unless you just love the matrix but i don't know anybody anymore who just sits around and talks about the matrix I, almost all of the people i know who are like us is like oh the first one yeah, yeah. it's all is yeah, and, it, the, the, and it's of its time wait. james you're muted what happened Oh, did I? Am I muted? No, okay. he just he just okay. had a stroke. No, I. Y'all are leading into the movie that I wanted to talk about. Then okay, go for it. Do it because it's the same problem I have there, and it honestly, it's a movie. I can't. I, I can't wait to talk about the movies. I hate it. <laughs> it's a movie that I will buy on Blu-ray, and I will revisit it, and I'll watch it again. And I saw it in theaters. I'm glad I saw it in theaters. But if I after I walked out, I was like, I don't know who I can recommend this to. And it hurts me to say this because I love this franchise. Man, no time to die. Uh, it's not bad, folks. It's not bad. Watch it. If, if you like Bond, good. You've seen it all before, though. You've seen it all before. It is. The, Isn't that an ongoing thing that the last guy, the last Bond movie that these people do is never the best? It's like always like. Oh, no. Uh, and that's what that's, I think that's hold what on. Pierce Brosnan's last one's pretty good. What is it? I what can't was remember what his last... last one. It was the snow one. one. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, oh, uh, you're killing me. Uh, oh. It has the worst Bond song. Bond song. Time. It's got the. Uh, Madonna's. Madonna's. Oh, shoot. That one, was I, that Chad, that one, that one wasn't bad. I didn't see it. Uh, a lot of the Pierce Brosnan I, ones I can't watch. I, so I, don't, saw, I gave up on it. I saw it. Um, I prefer it over. Everybody loves Goldeneye, but I probably prefer that one. Or I Tomorrow showed my kids dies. Goldeneye for the first time. I showed Silas Goldeneye. He liked it. Um, Invincible. Yeah. Alan oh. Cumming. Alan, do not mess with Alan Cumming, sir. Dude, anyway. I love Alan Cumming, but they, he is annoying in that movie. Well, All right. So be. anyway. Anyway, No Time to Die. Don't watch No Time to Die. No, watch it. It's. I bet my problem is, again, one of the things that I really loved about the Daniel Craig Bond, and, and that's my son's favorite Bond. He's younger. I told him he's wrong. But anyway, no offense meant to Daniel Craig. Please don't hurt me. But anyway, it's um, the Daniel Craig Bonds were always very much grounded in reality, right? Roger Moore's were fantastic. And the weapons, you know, as the franchise went on, the weapons got more and more ludicrous. And die another day. We, yeah. yes, thank you. It is that you've got to outlive the cliche, you get to die another day. Thank you, Madonna. Anyway, um, the uh, this movie, it's, it's, it's great to see uh, Christoph Waltz back as Blowfield. Um, but he's there for about four minutes. Uh, it's effective when he is there, but they close that chapter really quick uh, and not overly meaningfully. I mean, he taunts Bond, and then he's gone. Uh, so it's 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 it gives you treats, right? I mean, I, I honestly felt like as a Bond fan, I was like, oh, that piece of candy, piece of candy, right? It mm-hmm. works. It's a perfectly serviceable film. 
but I really wanted Daniel Craig to go out on a great, great movie. He's a really good Bond. He's probably the best actor of the Bonds. Yeah, yeah, especially playing Bond. Sean Connery did different things. Well, Sean Connery was a movie star. Sean Connery is one of the biggest movie stars of all time. But no, and I agree. Sean Connery is probably on a list of what the top ten movie stars of all time. Clint Eastwood. I think Eastwood maybe yeah. Yeah, no, you know what I mean, though, of just yeah. movie stars. Sean Connery, Clint Eastwood, John Wayne, yeah. Yeah, I think, movie stars. I think one of the things that wore me out about No Time to Die, and, and I say this is, again, I, I don't hate it. I enjoyed it. I'm just a little disappointed because it seems to replay notes from the previous Daniel Craig. He's tired of being Bond. Mm-hmm. He's tired of being an agent. He got shot. He's injured, blah, 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 blah. We saw that in Skyfall. We saw that in... And so this time it just feels like, and yes, they do a, a quote unquote twist, but I'll be honest, 10 minutes into the movie, I could tell you exactly what was going to happen. I could tell you, I, and that's without spoilers. I was like, because I avoided everything and I'm like, no, here's what is going to happen. Here's what they're going to do. The acting is great. Everything's great. It's just that we've seen it all before. Now, like I said, am I going to buy it on Blu-ray and watch it again? Absolutely. I have all the Bond films over there. I love Bond as a franchise. I even sit through some of the Roger Moore ones that I'm not a huge fan of. I like Roger Moore, no offense, and Roger Moore did a lot of good. That being said, No Time to Die was good, but it was a good disappointment. It was, I mean, it was serviceable. It did the job. Was I excited to see Bond back on the big screen? Absolutely. But it's nowhere near my favorite Daniel Craig Bond and definitely not one of my favorite Bond movies. Yeah. All right, Sorry, all right. people. Feel free to hate me again. My name is Chad Jennings, and so what did you hate, guys? I got, I've got. We've already talked about Wally Wonderland and how much I hated it. It was. So let's talk bad. about. Let's see if we talk about the other two that we. I'm sure we're going to agree on one. I'm assuming we are. Do you want me to go? Let me give. I'll do one real quick since you just said Wally's Wonderland, and it was bad. I don't know that. I, hey, it's just such a waste of. There, there was a good movie you could have done low budget there, right? Do you yeah. agree? Yeah. There's a good worst movie there. I don't. I had that. I'll tell you uh, something that was really popular on Netflix, and I watched every single one of them because I reviewed them for Scarefest. But those fucking Fear Street movies were just dreadful, just fucking dreadful. I had a hard time making it through all three, and I reviewed each three of them. There'd be about one scene that was watchable out of all three, and I mean, you're talking what? three movies i sat through four and a half hours of that shit oh jesus it was awful I, so you know who those were meant for i really not me 11 year old girls my daughter loved them oh god awful. so the worst movie of the year worst movie of the year <laughs> yeah i want to reiterate worst movie of 2021 all right army of the fucking dead oh i don't know if it's the worst one. Oh god it's dreadful everything about that movie we, now, i have we a question a, chad there's some yeah. scenes in it i enjoyed even though it was terrible i i've got a question about this because it also came out in 2021 and i wanted to know if you've seen it i have not seen the spinoff okay i because i can't make myself i refuse watch it. i can't make myself I will watch it n- I will never, I don't, I didn't give a shit about Dieter in Army of the Dead. You think I'm going to go watch another two-hour movie about that piece of shit character that I fucking annoy me? I don't know me? why he got his own spinoff. It makes no sense. Zack Snyder makes no sense. I'm sorry, Zack Snyder. 
yeah, I, I've, I've liked one and a half of your movies, two and a half of your movies. But no, uh, Army of the Dead, it was just dreadful. Everything about it, every everything was, every every time it go forward, it was more infuriating of the next. I, there was just nothing. And why does Dave Bautista have to be that role? What oh, the hell do you lead up to the part about, they can't get wet, they can't get wet. And then oh. nothing happened. <laughs> no. We were, me and the guys uh, earlier this year, we talked about how dreadful this movie was. And we were going to do a whole episode on Chekhov's gun and how they just completely, that Chekhov's gun was completely empty. I mean, it was just, they kept, they kept teasing certain things that were going to happen. And then nothing happened with those. It just, it just forgot it. And then all of a sudden there's cyborg zombies in the middle of it. And there's no explanation as to why they're cyborgs. Everything about that movie's terrible. And I wasted two hours of my day on it. And I'm, I'm just, I hate Zack Snyder now. <laughs> wow. I don't know if it's the word. I, I'm having a hard time. The most vis, you had a visceral reaction. Oh God. Yeah. I was angry. I have not been this much. I'll tell you the last time I was this angry watching a movie uh, and how much every single thing. And even at the end, I'm like, why did they keep building stuff up and then never follow up on it? The only other movie that has made me legitimately this angry is when I left Superman Returns. I, I don't know if you remember, Joe. I saw this with yeah. you in the theater. I wanted to punch the wall. He, why, the fuck, why the fuck is it his kid? I was so angry. <laughs> it was like everything about perfectly cast Lex Luthor. Uh, Brandon Routh as, as Superman was great. Wasn't Clark Kent. But I still enjoyed it. And then just the story was terrible. Army of the Dead far succeeds at how pissed I was watching a movie. And I could not stop watching it just because of how terrible it was a train wreck as much as i didn't care for those fear street films i i did not hate them that bad yeah i and army of the dead's pretty bad movie i agree and there's also here here's the real shitter you don't give a shit about any of the characters in there except well nothing changes if they did nothing nothing would have changed right right the end of the movie correct if they did nothing nothing in that movie changed right just nothing, nothing nothing it had no impact on the world Right. So yeah, yeah, and and you yeah, know, but they the even, movie was too. Here's the here's the real bitch of it, Chad. And I'm going to tell you, it's not everything you say. Although I agree with you, if they get wet, they start never fucking happen. So, and you know, they tease the big, they tease the big saw. Then the saw's never used. Never used. That's bad. That's bad. That bad. The real the real problem is that there's no reason that son of a bitch should be two and a half hours long. No, it's the, almost two and a half hours fucking long. And it's because they build so much shit up and they, they never follow through with it. They just forget that they talked about it. And, and still, the thing that pisses me off the most is the cyborg zombies. Why the hell does he have cyborg zombies out of nowhere? It just, nothing, nothing about that movie makes fucking sense. <laughs> God. And then they go and make a spinoff about Dieter. He's red. Fuck Dieter. Yes, I'm angry. <laughs> hey, go. Chad, Chad. Just settle down. I'll tell you what will make you feel better. I can't wait till, you, wait, wait till you hear my second movie that I hate it. <laughs> I know what will make you feel better, Chad. What? It's You know, you, you look at a, a, a film that has great talent, and you know you're going to be watching a film that's going to challenge your expectations, going to reset everything for you. You just go I'm and I'm still getting angry about the cyborgs. <laughs> you watch Bliss, because how can you go wrong with Owen Wilson and Selma Hyatt? Did just you actually watch it? Watch it? I didn't watch it. It's on a couple of lists of the worst. Did you actually I, watch I, it, James? I, 
I made it about 15 minutes. And I was like, I just don't, I don't care. I don't even remember, dude. But I literally, I saw the trailer for it and I'm like, Selma Hike and Owen Wilson. And it's all, oh, uh, I will watch 15, anything with Selma Hike in it for at least 20 minutes. About so. 15 minutes. Well, you, you'll make it further than I did. About 15 I got, minutes, I got through Grown Ups. Like, I realized, I realized. Oh, God, I the care. sequel to that's off. I mean, they're I both bad, it. but the sequel to it isn't even a movie. 15 minutes in to Bliss, I was like, why am I watching this again? And I quit. I, so I guess I shouldn't review it, but if you love Bliss, remember my name is Chad Jennings, and you can contact me and tell me why I'm wrong. I haven't watched it, but another movie she's in she in the Hitman's Bodyguards, Hitman's Our Wife, Wife, yeah. Which, by the yeah. way, that first movie isn't it's great. Fun, but it's, it's, but it's fun. fun. It's fun, it, but it's not great either. It's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds, which is why I don't understand why Red Notice is Netflix's most streamed movie. It's not a good film. I was it not? I mean, I, I, I didn't everything enjoy. Everything I've looked at is, is people posting, going, "What they just shoot the whole damn thing on Zoom?" Yeah, it's ridiculously. It's everything in it is trope eighties action. It's just ridiculous. Um, so Which Joe, do you have that you hate? Oh God, I, that's I, really. I don't have a lot of things that I have that reaction I to, did, guys. Well, and I didn't uh, see much this year. No, right? and so, a lot of stuff. I, 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 you know, some things. Most things were just, if I didn't like it, it was a disappointment. I didn't really hate anything. Except I, for so, I was pretty, that was fierce. I don't know. I, I think I was just pissed that I had that because I just said, well, I'll, and they were so popular on Netflix. I felt like I had to review them and it just pissed me off. Yeah. Um, so the other movie I hated was a sequel that need, 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 did not need to happen. Space Jam, A New Legacy. Why'd you watch it? Because it's Space Jam. Okay. Uh, a New no. Legacy. I, uh, I got to go with James on this one. I did. I did not watch it. So I, it's, I couldn't make myself. I tried. A, I didn't Space care Jam. for the other one. I will. I liked. I liked Space Jam as a kid. I hate Space Jam now. It's, it's just terrible. But it had the Looney Tunes in it. You know what Space Jam: A New Legacy doesn't have in it? Looney Tunes. Fucking Looney Tunes. They're they're in it. They're barely in it. It's mostly LeBron. Oh, I don't have a relationship with my son. And that's what Looney Tunes and New Le- that's what Space Jam and New Legacy is. Yeah, there's Bugs Bunny in the background, but it's mostly LeBron James not being able to act. You know what was worse than the Paw Patrol movie, though? I'll, I'll get, I will throw another movie under the bus. And then, I, okay, go ahead. And then I got another thing I got to say about Space Jam and New Legacy. But my kid enjoyed it, but he's four. So his taste is questionable. Yeah. Uh, t- that Tom and Jerry movie is pretty bad. I couldn't. I, oh, God, I, it's I, terrible. I had to leave the room. Yeah, no, I, I, I did. Uh, I didn't have kids... to leave. I don't have to leave the room all the, most of the time I can tune things out. That one, that one's my kids made me watch it, and I was sitting there playing on my phone. I couldn't and it, watch and it. it opened him up to actually now watch Tom and Jerry cartoons, which do not age as well as you might think. No, I don't like Tom and Jerry, I never did. I, as a yeah. kid, I enjoyed it. I do, no, 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 there's no, no characterization, there's nothing there. They're yeah. just uh, he enjoys them though. So, I'm yeah. Not. yeah, so no, Looney Tunes, Space Jam, I gotta saying Looney Tunes, Space Jam's a new legacy. It was just absolutely dreadful. There is no plot, it's it's LeBron James not being able to act. Bugs Bunny and the team is hardly in it, if at all. And then at the end, they get this this like kind of computerized version of themselves, which does not look great. I like the 2D with the, the them. Um, but here's one of the things I, I just absolutely despised. Um, so the big game where they're determining what happens. Warner Brothers puts every single one of their properties in the audience. 
I don't know if you've heard about this. Like every character from every movie that Warner Brothers. I know the owns, Iron Giant has a cameo in it. Right? The Iron. They're all watching the game. The Iron Giant's in there. You see the mask from Jim Carrey's. The mask is in there. And what kills me the most, and I'll make this quick. Everybody complained about the fact that the guys from Clockwork Orange were there, watching <laughs> why, the game. Why would they be? Because why they're in there. Because they're, they're there for a little bit of the in, out, in, out. Yeah, the basketball and, goes in, and it comes out. And they are front row rooting. for. They're <laughs> there the whole time. Who do they root for? It doesn't show. They're just going, yeah, I'm assuming the Looney Tunes, because they're all going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's, here's the biggest kicker, guys. You know who else is in the front row, and nobody talks about this? And I, I spotted it, and I had to look it up to make sure I was right. There is another character from a Warner Brothers property. Do any of you all remember Ken Russell's The Devils? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've never seen it. I, it's a movie. I, it's it's you you have a hard time getting an unedited copy. It's it's been discontinued. Yeah, you can't. You can't find I it. can't. That's the reason I can't find it. It's, uh, people worship it, but yeah. it was. It's an X film. I've never seen it either, but I know the nun. The nun is in the front row. How did you pick up scene. on that? I just saw it. I'm, I remember scenes from seeing clips of the movie and I had to look it up. Do they have and a conjuring a, nun in there too? No, I didn't see her. I saw the Ken Russell's the devil though. And uh, it was kind of funny. One of my favorite uh, sites that I like to read history articles on cracked did a whole segment on it of going, why is everybody bitching? And I was like, I can't believe I should be writing for crack because everybody's like, they're bitching about the, the, the clockwork orange. Nobody ever noticed this figure. And then went down a breakdown of the Ken Russell's the devil's. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can't get a copy. So, yeah. it, so I don't even know if you can find it on YouTube, but I don't think. I mean, they've never released a un, and I'm I'm not trying to. I, I don't know a better way to put it. They've never released an unmolested copy in America, have they? Yeah, no, I don't think they have. Yeah, but sure enough, that nun is sitting there in the in the Warner Brothers universe, rooting for the Looney Tunes. <laughs> I've always so, wanted yeah. to see it. Uh, yeah, me Shit, too. Just out of curiosity, I need to get back onto that wagon and find it. Um, so yeah, the uh, yeah, Space Jam: A New Legacy. Uh, we will hopefully never get another sequel. I, I know, like, oh, LeBron James is, you know, the next Michael Jordan. Well, so but we the thing to... is, before even Space Jam came, collector cards that was like King Griffey Jr. and the Looney Tunes. Yeah, and like Nolan Ryan was part of that series too. That's why I knew about it. I've got Nolan Ryan cards from it. Why do they keep doing basketball? There's other sports. Well, because it's it's all because uh, and it's this is a fan movie. Everybody said, well, why don't we do LeBron James meets the Looney Tunes since my, he's the next Michael Jordan? And so Warner Brothers saw a cash cow and said, let's do it. And it's I mean, just, I know Tiger you're telling Woods me it's worse than the original Space Jam, which yes. by the way is produced by Ivan Rodman. Yes, it is well, way they, worse. And the original Space Jam because at least at least the original Space Jam has a Bill Murray and B. The fucking Looney Tunes being the Looney Tunes. With yeah. with the line, why are you here? I'm a friend of the producers. Yeah. That One is minute. a definite inside joke. And a new legacy doesn't have any of that. It literally has LeBron James having a trying to connect with his son. And that's all it is. It's disappointing. It's, it was very disappointing. Well, and Did. also it doesn't have Pepe Le Pew. Nope. Yeah. Pepe Le got, got removed. Well. So there you go. I mean, him and Harvey. All right. So I'm glad I got I'm glad I got to rant about oh, Army of the Dead better. fucking sucking. Seriously. So you, you okay? You okay? Would, okay? would you like to did Joe, do you have any more disappointments? I mean, I I am I am nothing 
but disappointment. 43 years of disappointment, but keep going. Well, well, Chad, would it make you feel better? Would you like to kick off our conversations that we're going to wrap up with? What are you looking forward to in 2022? Oh, man, I've got so many. Um, so right away, John Wick Chapter 4. That's the obvious one. Didn't it get moved? Did it? I think so. Sons of bitches. Um, yeah, but, the movie, um, yeah. but the movie I'm really most looking forward about since I have been riddled. I told everybody I was going to mention Nicolas Cage numerous times. The unbearable weight of massive talent. I've got oh, to no, see that's, that. That is the one that, that's on my list. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. That is the movie that, oh, I watched the Red Band trailer and I was like, oh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Please, I need it. I hope I get to see that in theaters. I got to see uh, Mandy in theaters, so I'm hoping the same theater I saw Mandy in will get this one because Joe, I are you, have to see that movie. Are you aware of the unbearable weight of massive talent? No. James, Nicholas go. Cage plays Nicholas, Nick Cage. He plays Nick Cage. And it's about him. And the best part of the trailer is him and uh, it's Neil Patrick Harris, isn't it? I think so. And they're literally, and he's like, well, what would we do? And he goes, you need money. You're spending money faster than you can get it, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, oh, your biggest fan wants to meet you at his birthday party, and he will pay you $1 million for half an hour. And Nick Cage says, okay, I'll do it. And it's kind of like, and I've made this allusion before, and we've had one of the authors of the movie on the show. It's like Free Enterprise. William Shatner mm -hmm. playing Bill Shatner. Yeah. It's the same. He plays an over-the-top version of himself, but it turns out his biggest fan happens to be a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the madcap hilarity that comes out. Like, I watched a trailer, and there's a normal trailer, but watch the Red Band if you can. Yeah, I watched the Red Band. Oh, uh, I literally watch it, and I'm like, just take my money. I mean, the people talk about um, JCVD, which is Jean-Claude Van Damme, where he kind of plays himself. And I enjoyed that, but nothing. I, I, I've got to see it. And if I end up talking about it being one of my big disappointments at the end of the year, I apologize, but I have to see that movie. So that's one. Uh, do you just want me to go down the list and then we can list everybody else's? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll go fast. Okay, so I'm also looking forward to Havoc. Have you all heard of Havoc? Nope. No. Directed by Gareth Evans of The Raid mm -hmm. fame. Um, listen to this cast. Tom Hardy. Timothy Oliphant, Forrest Whitaker, and the piece de resistance, Luis Guzman. Um, it's <laughs> one of my favorite actors of all time, people. Um, it's about a detective who's been beat up, and he's fighting his way through the criminal underworld uh, trying to rescue a politician's estranged son. Okay. And Gareth, the combination of Gareth Evans and Tom Hardy was enough. But then you listen to the cast of Forrest Whitaker, Timothy Oliphant, Luis Guzman. And I am legitimately stoked for this film. Um, there's no trailer yet. Uh, it's supposed to be released sometime this year. They don't have a release date yet. Hopefully it doesn't get pushed back, uh, but I'm dying to see this. Um, uh, this movie, just by the name and the plot, Elizabeth Banks, who is uh, slowly getting out of acting and becoming a director. I got to see Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Do either one of you know about this did before, yeah. Yeah, it's about a it's about a bear in the woods who finds a stash of co a, ba a, a backpack of cocaine and eats it and then goes on a murderous rampage. Yeah, so now I want to go out. Um, I'm also looking forward to Jordan Peele's Nope. Nope. Yeah, I don't know what it's about, but I don't want to know. 
that's just enough for me. We, nobody knows what it's about other than the poster is bizarre. Yeah. So well, uh, when I saw the poster and I was just pulled it up earlier, I, it, it actually looks like Close Encounters of the Third Kind to me. And then you kind of look at it a little bit more from you a think? distance. Well, from a distance, because I'm looking right at it right now. And the first thing I think of when I see it because of the clouds and the sky is third, at Close Encounters. But I, I, it may be the raising to it. So um, uh, I don't know if this is getting released this year, but man, I hope it does. Uh, I can't find a release date, but a couple of uh, sources listed it as being in 2022. Confess Fletch with John Hamm taking on the role of Fletch. Oh, okay. So it's Fletch three uh, with John Hamm. Um, that's all I know about it. And then finally, um, I will watch anything that Ari Aster does. So I'm really looking forward to Disappointment Boulevard with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. So that's it. What do you got, Scott? Um, you, want go? you want to go? I'll go. The Northman, uh, Robert yeah. Eggers. That's on my um, list. Good. Yeah, I want to see that I, just because I, I love The Witch. I enjoyed The Lighthouse quite a bit. It's not a horror film, but I enjoyed The, the Lighthouse. It's batshit nuts. Uh, Knives Out, too. I love Knives Out. I could just watch him play that character. He's basically doing Shelby Foote's voice, by the way. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> Those are the two that I'm... I, there's a couple that I want to be excited for. But I was not overly – so I'm a huge – these two nerds know that my Sam Raimi is my favorite director. I wasn't blown away by the new multiverse Doctor Strange trailer. It didn't look like Sam Raimi to me. No, it didn't, and that's what wow, – It's me. on my list, though. I, I mean, I'm I want to so see it, guys, but it I'm didn't so look like a Sam Raimi movie. It no, but it, it looks like a Doctor Strange movie. So I'm good. I'm for it. I'm and for and it. you yeah. know, I was re-watching one of the Spider-Man because my kid loves Spider-Man, and he likes the Raimi ones. Yeah, I got to show them that. I got to show them to my oldest because she wants to watch them. He so likes them, Chad. They hold, they really, he could watch, he can watch one and three. Actually, he can watch all of them. He, he can watch one all the time. And, and she wants to, she wants to see part two because I told her that's my favorite Spider-Man film. And I forget that there's a, that he, he threw Dr. Strange into the first one. Is like, oh, Dr. Strange, when they're trying to name the people and he goes, I'm yeah. already taken. Uh, so I, I, I just I want to be excited about it because I have a Sam Raimi picture coming out, but I, I'm not. I'm not at all. After I saw the no, trailer, I was like, yeah, it looks, looks like the other Doctor Strange movie, which is a completely fine film. But what I would rather have is a new Sam Raimi movie than an actual Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, because I'm and, fine and, with Doctor Strange. I agree with James. I'm looking forward to it. And it is a Sam Raimi film. So I am looking forward to it as well. But yeah, I am worried because Sam Raimi does have a history of falling into studio and producers what they want. And, 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 some, and a lot of the times we lose Sam Raimi. Yeah, I and, mean, you get scenes of it, but I mean, Spider-Man Three is a great example. Yeah, of that poor bastard. You know, sometimes the odds billions of dollars. The odds, I Oz, Oz film does look a like Sam Raimi movie though in scenes. I know. Yeah, in scenes though, but in then scenes. some of it's lost. That problem in that movie is that it's movies completely miscast. Yeah, and I love, I love Sam Raimi, and I get what you all are saying. But Doctor Strange is one of my favorite characters, and when Scott Derrickson stepped aside i was scared for a character that i loved i'm not scared with sam raimi at the helm yeah even though they're reshooting a third of it doesn't matter yeah right. i, I can't believe not, that's not unheard of i don't know that that makes the movie bad or worse what i did read was is that it uh, they just didn't get a lot of what they wanted because right. of protocols yeah. and also i know from bruce campbell that if sam raimi has 50 bucks or 10 or 200 million and you've both heard him say this sam raimi is going to shoot 
Yeah. <laughs> like he's got 200 million, whether he's got 50 bucks or 200 million. That's the reason why we never did get Evil Dead 4 and we got Ash versus Evil Dead series because none of them thought they could ever make the money back for what money it was going to cost to Sam Raimi to make an Evil Dead 4. Right. Yeah. And so I, those are the two. There are other movies. I, I actually like the new Jurassic World films. Uh, they're, they're dumb fun. You lost me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm right there with you, James. I, hate, I like uh, them. They're dumb fun. I, I don't. I'm not excited for them, but I enjoy them. They're, they're not bad. I, I, I like them better than Jurassic Park two and three. So, I, and I couldn't give two shits about Hocus Pocus two. I never understand why anybody cares about Hocus Pocus. Oh my god. Um, that's it, guys. There's just not a lot I can see. I mean, there's other things I know coming. I what what's the Flash movie with with Keaton? Is that coming out next year? Supposed to. Yeah. So, fall. but I've had enough member berries <laughs> with Spider Man yeah. and Ghostbusters. So good. I, you I can use my cool. you can use my list then because every single one of my films I'm just I'm legitimately excited. And by the way, I, the one thing I forgot to mention for 2022 uh, for comic book wise is I'm, I'm really looking forward to this Peacemakers show that's coming out soon. I'm hoping it doesn't suck. So I, uh, well, so you're good, Joe. I there's just not a ton of things I'm excited. Well, here about. there's a couple things I'm looking forward to. Now, the first thing I'm going to talk about that I'm looking forward to, I need to qualify. I'm looking forward to it because I'm going to see it with my son. My son has played the Uncharted games <laughs> religiously. Yeah, and it looks fun. Ten years ago, it would have been Nathan Fillion. It should have been Nathan Fillion. Yes. That got bounced around forever. It's now Tom Holland, which will be serviceable. Having it wasn't eventually son, gonna, wasn't also going to be Chris Pratt at one point. Yeah, I think so. Having watched my son play the game, what you see in the trailer is fairly accurate. It's a lot of run in your mouth. It's it's Indiana Jones meets Fletch. That's actually a good way to think about it. You mentioned Fletch earlier. He runs his mouth constantly. He gets beat up all the time. Uh, and, and I at first I was like Tom Holland, and then I was watching the game, and I'm like, no, it'll work. It could work. Do I think it's going to be Shakespearean? No. Is it a film that I know my son's going to love because he loves those games, and I can take it to him, take him to see it, and we'll have a good time? Yeah. So it's, it, for me, it's like King Kong versus Godzilla. He wanted to see that really bad, so I'm looking forward to that because it'll be a good father-son movie. The um, only issue I have with it is Mark Wahlberg. Well, but in the game, there is an older guy that's kind of his uh, guide. Oh, I get it. I just don't particularly care for Mark Wahlberg. Well, no, no. And, and the, the guy in the, I, in the game is terrible. No charisma. <laughs> Somehow anyway. or another, that guy became a movie star, and I don't – I've never quite understood. Yeah. You leave I, I'm right that. there with Joe. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yes. You leave, you leave Marky Mark alone. There's some other things his that His best performance is the in. big hit. There's some other things I'm vaguely interested in. I'll see I, I, you beat me to it. I was getting ready to say it. So the only time he's been funny or charming. Keep going. Uh, there's some other things that, that I'm interested in seeing vaguely that I, I won't say I'm eager for, but Morbius would be an example of that. I must admit, yeah, but a slight sick interest in Sonic the Hedgehog 2 because the first one was better than it had. It any has right any to right be. to be. I know he watched yeah, it the um, other day and it's I will not watch, unwatchable. I will watch part two, yes. Yes, I agree with you on that one because I I I I enjoyed part one. Uh, but you mentioned um, uh, Northman. It's no cocaine uh, bear. No, no, no. You mentioned the Northman. I agree. I want to see the Northman. I do want to see Doctor Strange. Um, the I have no interest. You mentioned one you have no interest in. 
I, I'm sorry if I could care less about Top Gun Maverick. I'm I sorry. Oh yeah, not, no, I'm I not. Know. I will here. I will say I will not see Top Gun Maverick. I, I will not. Care. I will not go out of my way to watch it. I I'll eventually waste. see it on something. No, but I'm not going to waste two hours of my time. But you know what? I cannot wait for because I have never been disappointed in a film made by this director. Thor: Love and Thunder. Wow. Uh, Sign I almost up. thought about saying it, but but you're asking me about actual excitement, excitement, and Taika oh, Waititi is nobody. Yeah. I mean, he just is fantastic. He can, he's just a chameleon filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I want to see it. I enjoyed Ragnarok a lot. It's a lot of fun. But I think I think I'm with Joe. And Joe is I'm a little bit comic book movie burned out. So. I, I mean, if they're good, they're good. Yeah, as yeah. long as I'm entertained. But no, I look forward to that one. And the other one that I, I do look forward Notice to. Notice nobody said the Batman. I'm just like, eh. Yeah. No, I, I think, to be honest, watching the trailer, I'm like, oh, I'll give Robert Patterson credit. He has disappeared into that role pretty well. I, 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 I No, I, Robert Tat Patterson is a fucking talented actor. I agree. Uh, yeah. He was but, the best part about, uh, yeah, go ahead. But the final movie that I'm really pumped for and again, it's because it will be no, no. I, I said I was trying to get to the final movie. I am extremely pumped for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part One um, because we're finally getting on the big screen Spider-Man 2099. We interviewed Peter David for three hours. I talked to him about it. I own the complete run of that series. I love. Spider-Man 2099, Miguel O'Hara being voiced by Oscar Isaac. Can't really ask for much better than that. Looking forward to that one quite a bit. We've been going two hours. Chad? I'm good. I'm, 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 I, yeah. I'm just, I'm stoked about, honestly, oh, oh, oh. I am stoked about Havoc. I want to see Havoc more than anything this year. Actually, the thing I'm looking forward to the most is not a movie, by the way. And I'm hoping we can con him onto our show. Because I don't know, I, I've mentioned him before. We've mentioned him when we had authors on the air. One of my favorite living authors is Gabino Iglesias. His book, The Devil Takes You Home, which the tagline for it is, sometimes God is your co-pilot, but it's the devil that will take you home. Um, it has been, the, the, the advanced copies, the reviews have said things like an extremely powerful and gripping thriller, the perfect read for fans of Breaking Bad and Stephen King. It has already been optioned for a movie. The book doesn't come out until August. I'm chomping at the bit to get it. The movie, I think, will be coming out a year or two after that. I'm hoping we can con him into doing our show. I'm saying this and putting it out into the universe, hoping that we can con him onto the show. But The Devil Takes You Home comes out as a novel in August, and I am so ready for it to get it. I do want to end on one note. This movie will not come out in 2022, but I am damn excited, guys damned excited to follow in 2023 the progress and i've mentioned him a hundred times i'm going to mention him one last time before we end the progress of the movie renfield with mm. nicholas cage as dracula yeah i'm dying oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I am i am dying dying to get more information on this nicholas holt i believe is playing renfield um it's all based on him uh, I just want to see that. I want to see where they go with this film. And then I want to see a trailer by the end of the year so I can be stoked. So I can say in 2023, I am looking forward to seeing Renfield. I wish the Grindhouse films would have made a bajillion dollars so we would have got him as Fu Manchu. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I don't know. You know, they could have got it then. You couldn't have got it now. No, 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 no. All right, guys. Well, this has been our 2021 look back. If you have complaints, send them all to Chad Jennings. There you go. Thank you all so much. Subscribe. Oh, nobody watches it. You're not getting an email. Don't act like you're. I know. Just the listeners. And if anybody dares emails me and says Army of the Dead isn't underappreciated at the classic of a uh, piece of oh art, my God. Fucking... please, please, please do it. Please, please do send it. him an email and have you can it. Find have him the on, subject. You can find him on Twitter. You can find him on Facebook. Have the subject to your email to chat about that be Ingmar Bergman would have to stand on the shoulders of Orson Welles <laughs> to achieve what Zack Snyder did. Reach the film. top shelf to get the <laughs> borax to clean your oh, eyes. I can't, after watching. I can't wait to see Zack Snyder's failed Star Wars script be made into a movie this year. Oh boy. All right, gentlemen. I'll be honest, I was never interested in Zack Snyder's Justice League either. Sorry, I know that's no, I, and oh, I no, it's a piece of shit. Hour version, it didn't improve it that much. No, it did not at all. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. All right. It's been fucking okay. cyborg zombies. Uh <laughs> <laughs>